0: This story begins on September 22nd, 2004 in Sydney, Australia when 324 people boarded a plane to Los Angeles.
1: Hold the door!
0: Like any flight that day, this was comprised of strangers, among them a doctor.
2: Some questions I really wanted answers and others I felt like, you know what, that's just how it is.
0: And a fugitive.
1: If the entire island would have exploded and everybody died, to me, that would have been a much
3: better ending. A soldier. This is definitely a show that requires and demands you to think.
0: And a rock star.
3: I have to give it credit, it was a whole a lot of fun.
0: A con man.
4: By 3D, we mean actually stereo. So, yeah.
0: And a lottery winner.
5: Yeah, I've been saying it since I started watching the show that Christian
6: and Vincent were the key players.
0: And a strange couple... When I go back and
6: watch it, am I crying like a baby?
0: Yes, I am. Well, it's just because you're a wuss.
6: Yes, Um, that is correct.
0: A single mother-to-be.
6: I think Sandy is a man, actually. Jesus,
4: I'm sorry, Sandy.
0: And a man whose faith was lost.
4: Don't tell me you're not ready yet. We're ready. Just tell them what's going on.
0: As Oceanic Flight 815 flew high over the ocean, this group of strangers... normal. ...was about to be joined together. Tori...
6: Hey ready to talk lost? Let's do this, yo.
4: Yo. All I'm gonna say is get some tissues because it is going to be a very special edition of the Lost Cast. It's our last episode. <music> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of BOA Audio Season 5. Do not adjust your earbuds because you are listening to actually not just BOA Audio Season 5, but the final edition of the Lost Cast. If you're unfamiliar with what that's all about, (laughs) uh, then you're probably kind of confused. But the gist of it is for the last three months, we've been doing this Lost Cast as an addendum at BOA with our good buddy here, the rose to my Bernard, Jeremy Vaney. What's up, buddy?
6: Hello, everybody. (laughs)
4: And uh, we're wrapping it up, and we've managed to uh, wrangle back all of our previous guests, and uh, we're going to be talking to them here over the course of the next few hours, right, buddy? That's right. Is there anything else to say before we kick off the festivities?
6: Um, No, I think uh, the show is long enough as it is.
4: Yeah, it's it's going to be a long one, but for the folks who've enjoyed the Lost Cast all these months, uh, this is a suitable way, I think, to finish it off. And if you're a BOA Audio listener and you're wondering what the hell's going on here and why this program has taken over the BOA Audio feed and all that stuff, uh, you know, stick around and and listen, and you might just enjoy it because it's pretty loose and fun and uh, a lot of laughs to be found in the program. So without any further ado, let's rock and roll. Uh, we've got a hell of a lineup for you. The US of Red Sun Superman will kick it off. And then we've got Karen Dolan, Jason Offit, Bruce Rux, and Jeff Ritzman to round it out. So that's it. We take these all over the course of the last week after everybody had seen the Lost series finale. We're going to get their thoughts on it. And for people who are frequent listeners to the Lost cast, pay attention because you're going to enjoy hearing our opinions change over the course of the interviews uh, from really enjoying the finale to, for me, sort of getting down on it, and Jeremy uh, flips back and forth. It's hilarious.
6: So, uh, in fact, yes, you might. When season six comes out on DVD, you might want to just line up this commentary track with each episode, and that might be a fun way to do it.
4: I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think this uh, this series is will turn out to be a cool go-to for anybody who gets into Lost and uh, starts watching it. Once season six comes around, well, chances are by now they've watched all of season six and they're listening to this. This could be like five years in the future. So
6: listen to our disappointment and just how wrong we were all along.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. But we will not go back and watch all the original seasons one through five episodes. So we we only provide commentary on the final season. Uh, That's it. So let's take it away. Take it away, us. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Lost Cast series finale and we're bringing back as many folks as we can from uh, the Lost Cast series here who have appeared over the last three months and uh, obviously, as always, my constant, Jeremy Bainey, is here with me. He's going to be with me throughout the whole ride, so I don't know if I should keep introducing him every time we bring someone on, but JB, what's up? How you doing? And uh, we wanted to kick things off with the man of the hour... The guy who unlocked the secret of lost, I went back and looked in the BOA forum and back in January of two thousand and eight, so two and a half years ago, he said that the key to it all was Jack's dad and Vincent. So I mean, unfucking believable. That really was <laughs> that was the word that kept going through my mind as RSS's, Ideal ending for the show Played out before my eyes For an audience of 13 million So RSS, congratulations, dude I bow down to you I've been setting myself up to mock you If you were wrong And you got the last laugh You may mock me now for eternity So, I mean, I'm just stunned I'm just completely blown away I never expected that you were going to be right about all things, dude So welcome back to the Lost Cast Congratulations, feel free to gloat I will gloat,
5: yes, I will gloat um, yeah, I've been, I've been saying it since I started watching the show, I always thought, you know, that, uh, that Christian and Vincent were, were the key players and uh, was a little scared there for a moment when uh, in, in that first hour when uh, they showed Vincent's uh, paw tracks and, uh, and nothing more, uh, or at least for a minute there. I thought, is this going to be the only thing of Vincent? But, you know, in the end, I, I, was, uh, I was pretty happy. Although I was crying at the very end, but ah, uh, you know, how can you not? How could you not uh, grab a tissue there when the uh, when the dog lays down with the with the dying Jack?
6: I know. Yeah, that was definitely a jerk.
4: Yeah, it was amazing. Now I did notice here on one of your posts from way back, uh, as I said, you joined the forum and like immediately we were posting in the lost section. So this was like a couple of weeks after you joined the forum, or less than a week actually. You say Jack's dad is the key to everything that damn dog is evil. So uh, did you change, you obviously changed your mind about Vincent over the course of the last few years.
5: Yeah, yeah. But, you know, what I'm glad he wasn't proven, there was all kinds of theories about the dog. He wasn't the smoke monster, which I think a lot of people thought he was at some point. A lot of people thought he might have been Jacob snooping in uh, on the Losties, but he definitely wasn't simply a plot device, which... A lot of people thought in this last season that that's all he was, the first five. No, he was, in the end, one of the most heroic figures of the show, uh, including the last uh, episode where he leads Rosen Bernard to, to save uh, Desmond before MIB can get his paws on him. You know, And in the end, he was man's best friend.
4: It's true. I'm just in awe. Given that you got both of these right, the, the big question is, how long have you been writing for Lost, and why didn't you tell us? <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, uh, we—you haven't heard the new Lost cast because it's not going to be posted until after we get off the phone with you tonight. Um, but it's just Jeremy and I. But we were both wildly amused that not only did you get. The two final scenes, right? But you also got the vindication that Michael is now destined for an eternity of hellish whispering on the island. So you got everything you possibly could have wanted from the, the, the series finale I of Lost.
5: I could not be happier that he was not in the church. That this was, is a very lost Christmas for you. <laughs> that was one of the greatest, greatest presents. That he is just a uh, whisper for eternity, that's, and and that's all that bitch deserves. <laughs>
6: Now, are you also a Kate hater? Did you feel like her character wrapped up well?
5: She, she was. You know what's funny about her? What, what? She has this tearful goodbye, knowing that that's the last time she's going to see Jack alive. And ten seconds later, she's like, "Okay, Sawyer, let's go. Let's jump in the boat."
3: Yeah, let's you have get.
6: found you have found a way to hate Kate. Proving once again, she doesn't care about anybody but herself.
4: <laughs> that's true, because then she had to get on the she fucking plane. She cared about plane. Claire.
6: She yeah. cared about Claire, and she said she told Jack she loved him. She only cared
5: about Claire because, in her mind, that was why she came back to the island. So in, 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 it's really just always about her. She doesn't really care about about Claire. She just cares about getting her back because that's that's why she went back.
6: Now that our... know, she wasn't really Jack's love interest, was she? Because in the church... Before the church, she wasn't the thing that woke Jack up. Jack's dad woke him up. Mm-hmm.
4: Exactly. And now that our... So even that says, relationship wasn't solid. Mentions that. I'm also thinking of how she said to him, I've missed you so much. So she did kind of make it all about herself again. So she, yeah.
5: And I don't know if you saw the 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 uh, the preview stuff, but when, when the actress was explaining Kate, the absence mm-hmm. of Kate, it just made me gag. Because she tried to put this spin about how Kate really cares so much about people, and that's one of the reasons that
6: that gets her in trouble. And it was like, come on. She's I like that she said that that's why fans love her. And I'm like, not the fans we talked to. Yeah,
4: that was a little bit I like...
6: Think fans love the actress because she's not. No, hot, love, but, love, uh, yeah. yeah, But they don't love, nobody can love Kate.
4: I love her those games at the end of the episode. Whoa,
6: in that dress. Well, I gotta say, though, when she woke up, when she was delivering the baby and she gave that look... Uh, I started to lose it there, too. That whole, those two and Charlie, that scene, I lost it. Oh.
4: I thought that was okay, but I, I felt like it was like, I don't uh, know.
5: I only got emotional with the dog. And uh,
4: <laughs> What about when Hurley took over the mantle of fucking Island Protector? That scene was amazing. I watched it like four times, and every time I still get choked up. Just always like, it's supposed to be you! It was just unreal. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, like... Hurley, I, I swear, what a great character. Just the whole character arc, just amazing for that guy.
5: And really, it's really cool that he goes on to be the, the protector of the island for
4: whoever. Well, somebody made the point that Hurley is the ideal candidate or person to be watching over the island at the end because all along throughout the whole series, he was the stand-in for the audience. Mm-hmm. He was always the one that was bewildered by all this stuff and asked the questions that everybody wanted. The fucking characters to ask. So at the end, like, it's like the symbol of the audience is the one in charge of watching over the island. At the end, when you look at it that way, it's even it makes it even cooler.
5: Yeah. yeah, and it wrapped up the whole daddy issues too with with Christian being the one that tells Jack he's dead. And I thought that was a nice. I mean, obviously that was a great touch with the with just having Christian not just be
6: MIB. You know. I yeah, know, yeah. I know. It made total sense of Christian being off. The island and being seen at Jack's office, and all that stuff. Yeah. For me. So.
4: Yeah, it really. Uh, no, I did want to mention this on the Lost cast, Jeremy, and since we have RSS here anyway, we can keep uh, sort of discussing one of the finer points of the uh, of the series finale. I, I I thought it was interesting, and I said this to Nurikabe, who was watching at my place. Uh, I think we kind of could establish, I think, from the way everybody sort of made deals on the island, that maybe there's some kind of thing, an unspoken rule, like, on the island, when, like, if you make a deal with someone, they have to keep it. Like, they literally cannot break the deal. It becomes impossible to break the deal. You know what I mean? Like, I was thinking about when Men in Black came, and he was like, uh, you're coming with me to Desmond, and he's like, I'm going to kill these people. And he's like, promise me you won't, and he gives him his word that he won't. I think, like, once he does that, he's like, it's literally impossible for him to kill them now. Right. That's at least yeah, my theory on the rules and shit and why. Because, like, if you look back on it, there was always deals being made. Ben always kept up his end of every deal that he made. Like, any time he had to give his word, like, he let them leave with the Oceanic Six. He let Michael leave. Ben never broke his word to the point where it makes it seem almost like once you give your word on the island, you actually, it's impossible for you to break it. So we just solved another mystery for people who were listening. There you go. Now, RSS, what are your thoughts here as the whole thing ends? Obviously, like I said to Jeremy on the on the penultimate Lost cast, uh, I was especially happy for you because you're like the harshest critic of Lost that I know. So for you to be so overjoyed with the ending was just like, really I think Lost was the story of one man's faith tested over the course of six years, that man being you. So... <you're>, <laughs> so, so obviously you must be happy. What do you think of the people who are unhappy with how it ended? Because there, we're going to be talking to people later on here in the special that uh, people who you know who have been on the show as guests who are not liking the way the show ended.
5: Well, you know, I got to say that. I mean, the way things were playing out that first hour, I mean, it was terrifying me. So I, I there some I do have some issues, but. Like I I told my buddy, uh, Lone Gunman, uh, you know, when I remember this last episode, I'm pretty much going to remember Christian and Vincent, and I'm going to just try and forget all the problems that I have with with everything else, you know. The church being the biggest thing, like, why is Penny in the church? She's not one of the losties, so everybody else doesn't really have a big connection to her if it's explained that way. Desmond does. Yeah, Desmond does. Desmond, but I mean, if the whole idea of the people in the church is that the people that are most special to
6: you in your life are there, she doesn't really fit, does she? And if she Yeah, and it was always Desmond's most special. But only She's Desmond doing everything for her. But, yeah, but I, but I think isn't yeah and right. isn't the central player in the church Jack?
4: No, 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 no. He's saying but
6: soul group. Jeremy's saying soul group. Yeah.
4: Yeah, soul group.
6: Jack is not the central player. He's just the one who is the hardest headed in terms of letting go and waking up. But that church is for everybody. Everybody's supposed to connect and, and wake themselves up. Well then where's Walt?
4: That's gonna Walt? be explained in the DVDs.
6: They'll be explaining the DVDs, but I think, like, we can explain it. I, I think we can figure it out on our own, which is that Walt is, was checked out, to you know, perhaps to be a candidate. And when they, you know, because he was psychic, and when the other side wasn't, they tossed him, you know, said goodbye. You know, his dad was just out of his life and was this evil, or not evil, but whatever he was, just kind of a bad guy who was not in his life. So he had no connection to that island or to those people. That was not the best time of his life.
4: Exactly, and it was only like three months of his life or whatever when he was a little kid. So if you assume that he went on to live to be like 65 or something, he's probably part of some whole other soul group of people who had a whole different thing going on in his life.
5: Okay. He was probably in the movie Soul Man. So Ben's people would be be, (laughs) uh, his daughter and Danielle and all the people that he killed. From the that's what you're saying that so when Ben goes he goes with a different group that is right you know, his yeah daughter he'll probably
4: is.
6: help wake up the others and
4: his Alex daughter. Rousseau Gay okay. Tom the his guy dad. yeah the his team dad team. Yeah. all the people like various people that Horace probably in there mm-hmm. uh, you know the various members of the others that he killed along the way and he probably needs to be forgiven by all of them and that's why Locke forgiving him right before he leaves is like a good thing for Ben right
6: well, I could buy all right I can buy that. So we just made the ending that much better for you. This just keeps getting better for you. Right,
5: yeah, yeah. My God. And then the other highlight, I guess, for the show was I thought the the, the ben, uh, ben and Locke conversation. Yes. Uh, was epic. So.
4: Yeah. Aside from the Walt thing, is there any big question left that you wish they had gotten to, or are they all sort of little details that you can kind of live without? Because we, we sort of have come to the conclusion that most of the, you know, most of the little things – In the grand scheme of things, don't make that much of a difference. But I'm interested in in your take on that. If there's some little thing that you wanted to know about,
5: um, well, there's probably a
4: like a list, yeah. Still (laughs) got
5: that list that I sent you. uh.
4: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
5: I mean, they're always going to be. Here's my problem with that going forward. I there's no reason not to answer every question um, because now there's no timetable. Like you're not. You're not running up against a deadline, other than the DVD release. But um, and even in the book that they're going to come out with, you like they can answer every question. And I, and the whole purpose, like, to get us hooked in those early seasons was was all these mysteries. So it's kind of a cop out to then say at the very end, oh well, all the mysteries don't matter, you know. So I I do have a problem with those that don't get get answered. But in the end, well, you can't get everything. I mean, well, they're not, you're not going to be able to get everything because. I mean, and here's the thing that I'm going to be happy with: for the rest of Lindelof's life, when he's at a restaurant, when he's at, you know, when he's at the at the grocery store, some idiot's going to walk up and say, you know, who was shooting and you know in the outrigger, you know. Yeah. So that's that's going to be his uh, help for the rest of his life. <laughs> so, and I'm happy with that. So. <laughs>
4: Oh, my God. Wow. You really did get everything you wanted. Yeah. Well, I said on the Lost cast, though, unfortunately that's probably the case with a lot of the actors. But I guess they can sort of push it off onto the producers, so they can be like, I have and no the idea. The actors,
6: they get to go and do, like, you know, Trekkie conventions and shit.
4: Yeah, you it's know like, Hurley's going to be riding the sci-fi? Lost wave for the rest of
5: his life. And, and you know, wasn't, it bizarre that, wasn't it bizarre that Widmore was on the Kimmel show? I had always thought that he did not like the, the whole fandom of the of the show, so I thought it was interesting that he was one of the people that that ended up on the Kimmel show.
4: I thought it was just weird the Kimmel show, just the end, because like a lot of the people that were they brought out towards the end were like B and C level fucking characters, like Whidmore. And yeah. even though Daniel Faraday was a pretty critical character to like one season, like when I was looking at the when I was thinking of the fucking reunion at the end, I was like, I wasn't like, oh, I hope Daniel Faraday's there.
5: And that could have been a place where gay Tom shows up, and you would have been like, wow,
6: that's cool. They <laughs> huh? had Marilyn Manson.
4: Uh, yeah, and the audience, which was, that bizarre. was bizarre. Why would he just sit in the back and watch it on the thing and then meet them and shit? He probably obviously got to meet them at the end.
5: Were you under the assumption that there were going to actually be alternate? I was really disappointed that there were just stupid you know, skit stuff for the alternate.
4: Yeah, we thing. should have mentioned that on the Lost cast because the producers said on their podcast that it... That to uh, go into it knowing that it's the Jimmy Kimmel Show and that's what you should expect from the alternative endings.
6: Yeah, they did advertise it like they were
5: real endings.
4: Like, yeah, I know.
5: Yeah, that's the only reason I watched the show, and I was I was pretty pissed when it was just you know Bob Newhart and.
4: Well, I like. Bob Actually, Newhart. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I like Bob Newhart. I was kind of pissed just in general, like looking at because the preview for it was like the producers of Lost are reunited with the cast, including. And they were like Hurley, Kate, Sawyer, right. and, like, none of that. Like, All like, lies. All yeah, lies. it was like Matthew Fox, Ben, Locke, Claire, Saeed, Jin, and then a whole bunch of people I could care less about.
6: And I thought it would be a, a, an audience Q&A, but they didn't even do that. They did that online, and, and Jeff Ritzman called me, and he said, did you see that Q&A? And I said, no. He said, well, thank God you didn't. He's like, it was just awful. He said, one guy actually stood up and asked uh, – He said, you know, my wife and I are going to Hawaii. Are there any good restaurants you can recommend? It's like, this is his one chance in life to talk to the cast of Lost after the grand finale, and he asks for restaurants. Jesus Christ.
4: What a maroon. Now, I said on the Lost cast here this week, the penultimate Lost cast, that if I were a betting man, I'd be almost absolutely certain that there will be a lost movie within the next, you know, it could take another 20, 25 years. So don't, you know, don't get excited, people. But what do you think, RSS? Are we almost, Is it almost assured that there will be a lost movie someday? Yeah,
5: I could see it. I could see it. What I think is going to happen is I think just like the Star Wars, uh, I think there's going to become a, a little, whatever you call it, cottage industry of graphic novels that come out, they'll, uh, you know, of uh, they'll do backstories of, or, you know, what Hurley's time on the island as protector, or, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, I think they could become a company. Somebody will, will buy the rights to something like that, and if if they're willing to, uh, you know, give other people creative freedom. Um, I, I could see it, you know, carrying on that way, too.
6: Yeah. I'm that just... scares me, because if there's a cartoon with Hurley, you know he's going to have that sidekick bird that says his name or something, you know. The Hurley bird, yeah.
4: See, I told you about the Hurley bird. Everyone's talking about it. So, yeah, we turned the Vincent theory into sort of a running joke on the show here uh, on the Lost cast. So, I mean...
5: I know there were some doubters,
4: but... (laughs) you were Yeah, dude, you were proven right. I mean, I'm just stunned. I just can't believe it. And you'll be happy to know that, like, several people have said to me, like, on the forums and shit and on Jeremy's forum, it's like several people were like, as soon as I saw that dog, I thought of RSS. Well, that's cool. Yeah, so you become synonymous with, uh, with the fucking dog.
5: You know, and the sad thing is, I have a beagle. I don't even. <laughs> That'll be my next dog. I think I will. Uh, I will make that pledge on, on this podcast right now.
4: Will you name it Vincent? Yep. That's cool. Wow. <laughs> that's a bold pledge. Yeah. There was something else I was going to ask you, but oh wait. Now, in retrospect, Jeremy and I talked about this on the on the Penultimate loss cast, so we're not going to really chime in. So we just want to know what you think now that, now that we know what the Flash Sideways were, what's your verdict on the whole storytelling device as it played out this season?
5: Well, I think I had said before that I didn't think it was going to be important. And I guess it, I mean, I don't know. I guess it really wasn't important, although it was important for them to get to the finale point of the church. But, you know, I didn't really love it, and I still don't. And my biggest question from the whole thing is, what the hell was David? You know, I mean, David really didn't exist, right? I mean, he was right. just Jack's creation. So I, I didn't love him, and you know, and I'm glad it wasn't ultimately the the ending of the show, like some people thought.
4: Oh, like the epilogue.
5: Yeah, and the other bonus thing I can't forget to say because I've I've always been a mythology guy. I'm so happy that the island didn't. End up on the bottom of the ocean, so the island lives, and that's and that's another beautiful thing.
4: Nice. All right. I think that's it. Do you have anything else? I think that's a perfect way to end it. I think uh, for you, RSS. Well, let me thank you for coming on the show, for being such a good sport throughout the Lost cast. You're proven right in the end. I can I shudder to imagine what it would have been like if <laughs> if Vincent didn't show up in the finale.
5: My TV's happy. It, it wasn't destroyed.
4: It's been a really great experience having you on the Lost Cast. I know you were not a fan of the Whale Watch story, so I don't know if you tuned into that, but the word on the street is that this may not be the end of the Lost Cast as a pop culture show. So, hope
6: for that may not be the end of the the Whale Watch story. I've
5: been informed about some pop culture things. What? Pop culture coming down the pipe.
4: We're thinking about spinning off from the Lost cast into a Why new. Why
6: did you sound surprised? You were just talking about it.
4: I don't know what he. I, he said he. <laughs> he said he heard pop culture things. I didn't know what that like. I didn't know what that meant. He
6: saying I, I heard something about this pop culture thing. He's giving you a lead-in. I
4: had no. I thought he meant like <laughs> someone informed him about pop culture for the first time. I was like, what? I don't know what you mean. Anyway, so... I am happy
5: that you're continuing on. I think it'll be
4: great. Thank you. Well, I guess the invitation is being extended here. Hopefully, you'd like to come back someday when we launch the spin-off program for discussion on, you know, something completely different. Okay. Something that you feel passionate about that we'll enjoy hearing you. It won't...
5: Let's just say it will not be about any other dogs, because there's only one dog in its mentioned.
4: On that note, thank you once again, RSS, for coming back to the Lost Cast, and we'll be talking to you eventually in the future.
5: All right. Thanks, guys.
6: Bye bye.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, we're continuing onward here with the Lost Cast series finale. Jeremy Vaney is here as always, my constant. Jeremy, what's up? How are you? You're doing well. And we're bringing back one of the more talked-about guests on the show. Super critical of Lost, and I'm excited to hear what she has to say this time around. Also, a big Heroes fan, so we're going to get her take on the Heroes cancellation, which I'm sure she has something to say about. And of course, she is Karen Dolan. Karen, welcome back to the Lost cast. Thanks, Tim. Thank you for joining us here on the on the final episode of the Lost cast. Now, you told us here before we got started that you just finished the finale like 20 minutes ago, so it's yeah. pretty fresh. What are your thoughts here as it all wrapped up?
2: Watching it, I thought, wow, what an incredible piece of filmography. This is just, it was visually beautiful. The music was amazing. I felt a little let down, though. You know, I, when it was done, there were just so many questions still not answered. And they borrowed heavily from Lord of the Rings in this final episode, which really surprised me. I wasn't expecting that at all. How
4: so? I don't. I'm not. I never saw Lord of the Rings. So.
2: Well, okay. So anybody who has seen the movie is probably nodding right now because visually there were so many scenes where just looking at the TV screen was like looking at a scene from Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings.
4: Oh, like when they face off on the cliff there, maybe at the uh, when Jack. Well, can... kind
2: of. There were so many of them. Um, you know, there were scenes when uh, Hurley was helping Jack through the jungle, and Ben is following them. That was so much like toward the last leg of, you know, Frodo taking the ring up to Mount Doom, and he just couldn't do it anymore. He was staggering, and so Sam was carrying him. Oh, wow. And Gollum is following along behind them.
4: Well, that's Ben. And Rich
2: even turned to me, and he says, Ben is like Gollum because you don't know what he's going to do. You never know if he's going to help somebody or try to stop them, or he's like this crazy wild card character.
4: That's for sure, yeah. So and, so a little, and
2: Hurley is perfect Sam because you never really expect him to do anything. He's always just kind of there, but when you really need somebody to step in and come through, he does.
4: That's true, yeah. That's Hurley for sure. Yeah. So, okay, so I kind of I'm trying to get into your head here cuz I'm I'm okay. just remembering where I was when it first wrapped up. Uh so I'm kind of in the same I can see where you're coming from. It gets
2: Yeah, well the music too. I mean, oh, the music the on this the final episode was very different from the normal lost music. And there was a lot of the original music that sounded like, okay, I remember this from first season because it's very distinctive and it's really just wonderful music. I've always loved it. But there were also many scenes that sounded very different and they sounded exactly like music from Lord of the Rings.
4: Interesting. Now, what did you think of the big reveal at the end that all the flash sideways this season were them in a form of purgatory
2: that's what i've been saying since season one and the writers kept saying no 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 they're not (laughs) dead it's not purgatory and i was like damn it yes it is (laughs) i I was right and i turned to rich i'm like i was right i was saying that first season
4: (laughs) well just to i don't know you probably haven't heard the news because you just watched it now but the scene at the end where they show the wreckage that's that's just like a artistic coda thing. That's not yeah. part of the story. Some people well, think yeah, that, like, yeah, absolutely, it, a lot of people started putting interpretations on it, and they had to come mm-hmm. out and explain that it wasn't. So,
2: no, I wasn't considering that. It just seemed like in first and second season, that was the only thing that made sense. And I should say second season because for me, first season was all about people surviving a plane crash and living on an island. Yeah, you know, there was some supernatural stuff, but mostly for me, that first season was. You know, how are these people going to survive? They're getting to know each other. It was very um, physical. It it seems pretty real. Whereas second season, they got much more into when some, it really seemed like when somebody learned a lesson, learned something about themselves, Shannon started thinking about other people instead of herself all the time. And boom, she's dead.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Things like that just kept happening. And I said, you know what? These people, they learn a lesson. They're gone. This has to be purgatory.
4: Yeah, Jeremy and I were talking about this before uh, before we called you because uh, one of the big theories, which I don't think will ever be <laughs> confirmed, is that it was originally purgatory for the beginning of the show, and then everyone figured it out, so oh. they felt the need to change the story, and they made. The, and I, I would consider that a mistake because then at the end they couldn't really explain what the island was, and they still went with the purgatory ending instead of just going along with it, you know. I think they never should have said, no, it's not purgatory, because
2: it it seems pretty clear they were going
4: to go that way.
2: Yeah, well, I think maybe the writers were trying to change it. I really felt that they originally set it up as purgatory, and that's great, and it's too bad that everybody caught on too quickly, I guess, because then the writers really honestly wanted to make it something different, and I think they tried that. But really, ultimately, they realized they had to have realized. I mean, I don't know what their thoughts really were, but they must have looked at it and said, you know what, your re- original idea really is still the best explanation for this. So they went with it.
4: Yeah, because they never explained the island at, in the end anyway. And then it seems like all the Jacob stuff with man in black and everything.
2: Was... Oh, it's, all, it's religious. It's pure religion. Yeah. And that's cool. I mean, it's great if that's what they're going with. It was fascinating reading all the mythology.
6: I think they were going for the, the fact that they didn't realize it was going to be this popular and continue on season after season, so they were like, uh-oh, <laughs> now we yeah. better have a show and and we'll just, you know, make that purgatory thing something different. I think that yeah. was probably the thinking.
4: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like I said, they'll never, it'll, well, I guess it'll be interesting to see if anyone ever comes out and sort of explains the thought process behind the show and how it evolved over the years. For Will people believe them? Yeah, I'm hoping it'll be someone other than the producers because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if anyone believes them anymore. After you know, after it all, after it's all wrapped up. But even though, yeah, I'm 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 in agreement with you, Karen. That I think somewhere along where the Jacob Man in Black origin story episode a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. from there on, I kind of I think I kind of like threw up my hands on them trying to explain the mysteries of it because at, at that point I was like, they're never gonna. If they couldn't provide a satisfactory explanation in this episode, of all episodes, then I don't think they're ever going to. And they didn't, because it sort of just went, you know, they just kept adding on layers of mythology with the plug and the and the light and the and the, yeah. whatever the red thing was underneath. It was just like, at some point I just shut off my critical thinking part of my brain was just like, I hope Ben turns out okay. I hope, you know, and sort of just embrace the characters at the end, because that, that's all you had left, really, I think.
2: Yeah. I was really disappointed when I realized that Hurley was still stuck on the island, you know, especially before Jack went down and fixed everything. I was thinking, oh, my God, you know, the plane's going to leave. A few of these people are going to get on the plane. Okay, Jack is accepting that he's going to die. Desmond thinks he's going to go down there, and he's going to blip into some other reality and be back home with Penny. And Hurley's just like there. He should be home. And yeah. I was so upset. I'm like, he, wait a minute. <laughs> Hurley got stuck here. What happened?
4: I think there's an overarching character arc for Hurley in that he went from comic relief to, like, a leader. And I think we saw yeah. that a lot this season, too, like at the very yeah. beginning of the season. And then at the, almost like they needed to show you that he could be the leader
2: uh-huh.
4: because at the end he was going to become the leader. Right. That's the impression I sort of get about Hurley's journey. I mean, I didn't mind that he stayed behind because the idea of him and Ben – tending the island now for, like, centuries or something, that's an exciting idea for me. Like, yeah. that would have been a little more, that's more exciting than if it had been Jack and with Hurley as his Ben, so.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and you got that light and dark thing again. You've got the good guy and the bad guy, you know, because Ben has always very much been the Lucifer figure. I mean, right from the beginning, he started in telling lies about himself and offering people things if they would come with him and do what he wanted You know, he was always tempting people, and he was always, just everything that he did and said traced back to the Lucifer myths. Yeah, yeah. The lies and the the tempter in the desert and all of that. And I thought it was really cool when, at the end, everyone was in a church and he wouldn't go in.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, right, because he's the devil and he can't go in, right? I mean, he wasn't the devil in the same way that the black smoke actually was, but he was like the the one human being who represented that.
4: Yeah, yeah. He's still sort
2: of coming to terms with it.
4: Right. He still needs to do all kinds of stuff to get redemption.
2: Yeah, and maybe his thing, maybe for him coming to terms means he's not going to.
4: Yeah, maybe. maybe. that's
2: just, that's what he is. He's just stuck
4: there forever in the purgatory or something.
2: Well, right. And Hurley is on the island forever as the good guy, and Ben is on the island forever as the bad guy, because without balance, none of it would exist.
4: Yeah, I did kind of get the impression a little bit that Ben would end up being, I don't know if he'd be antagonistic to Hurley on the island, but definitely sort of like Hurley would have to keep him in check because mm-hmm. of the way he said, you know, maybe there's a different way. It was like, uh oh, dude, like, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I kind of feel like Ben did get his redemption at the end of the season and everything. Like, I, I don't. Well, I feel like he yeah, was a good I did guy. I do, too.
2: He definitely changed, but. There's always going to be an innate part of his personality that won't change, and it's important that he should be there and represent that because Hurley will not become a good leader unless he's got somebody kind of who's in that antagonistic role. If he's got someone he has to stand up to, then Hurley will become strong. If Ben is there being the good guy and doing everything for him, Hurley might as well not be there.
4: Exactly, yeah. There
2: has to be some kind of conflict, or else there's nothing, there's no reason for it.
4: Jeremy, any uh, thoughts, questions, stuff?
6: Um, no, I think that'll make sense. I just wanted to add, in case uh, Karen hasn't been sort of following what the producers, or not the producers, but an alleged uh, writer of the show um, said anonymously, uh, wrote this long letter that's been circulating, um, and said, you know, put it out there that maybe Ben, has to wake up the others or has to wake up his family in that purgatory as well. So that's part of the reason he can't go into the church.
2: Mm, that could be. I haven't read any of the background stuff because I haven't seen the episodes.
4: Yeah. Well, most of the reviews have been, I'd say, kind of like along along what you're saying, in a sense that it was visually and, and character-wise stunning episode
2: mm-hmm.
4: and emotionally charged, but also at the end, uh, you know, you kind of, once you get over that afterglow of of you feel so great for the characters and everything, you're still kind of left wondering, you know, what the hell just happened?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I felt like, I mean, I don't smoke, but I felt like I needed a cigarette when I was done with that one. <laughs> wow. Did you That, cry? that was amazing. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I, I cry when people die. I cry when the babies are born. Oh, my God. I was like. Yeah, I'm a you're, faucet when I watch it. <laughs> wow,
4: well, you must have been crying a lot then on this one. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, some of the characters yeah, yeah, this. yeah, they're dying again. Okay, fine. You I, know, I, when I the, just want to ask when, you something,
6: Karen. Yeah. There's this meta thing of you're watching this show and you're following these characters and they have all the same questions that you have
2: mm-hmm. and then
6: they die and really it's about waking up, you know, sort of taking responsibility for your life and, and then – Falling into the the love and and compassion uh, and, and all of that, I mean, do you think that it, just watching it? Is there a part of you that was like, you know, what? I don't need to know the answers to these things because when you die, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, did that I, ever? Yeah, play in your I see head? what you
2: mean, and yeah, I definitely, I got to a point where I was feeling that way. Like, some questions I really wanted answers, and others I felt like, you know what? That's just how it is. Maybe we just don't grasp these things. Well, and, well go ahead. You know what? I believe that when when we incarnate, everyone who's here, alive right now, is here because we've got something to learn. Okay, if we were perfect and we knew everything, we wouldn't be here. So yeah, I kind of feel like, of course, there are going to be things that I don't get because that's why I'm here. And sometimes maybe wrestling with the questions is what I'm supposed to be doing.
4: Yeah, just like asking the questions is the journey or something. Right. Yeah. Now, what what hanging questions were left that you know, if you if you could get the producer in the room, <laughs> and he had to answer oh, the oh, when global. I finished
2: slapping him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what was the Dharma Initiative? Okay, uh, Dharma, you know, the word is all about justice and living your life and religion. You know, depending on your interpretation of it, um, it's all about living your life a certain way in order to learn things. Okay, great. That's fine the symbolism fits in. But what about these actual physical people who went to this island and how the heck did they get there because later nobody can find it except Charles Widmore can find it? You know, it's what is this plottable unplottable thing about the island and w- what about all this I mean people took machines and they they built things on the island and they had an actual society going on. And then for years they kept dropping supplies. Why? I mean they had to know that there was nobody pushing the button or running their machines anymore, why were they still dropping food onto the island? Yeah. And if they could find it to drop food on it, why didn't they land once in a while and bring these people home?
4: All good questions.
2: Well, because the show would have ended. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're just things that you have to not think about too closely.
4: Yeah. I just sort of – once the Jacob Man in Black episode happened, I was just kind of like, you know what? I don't think they're going to answer this. And I think at some point in the season – I just realized that they weren't even going to get to some of the stuff, like what you were talking about, like the airdrops and the Dharma Initiative. Like, yeah, they I don't...
2: never brought that up again.
6: Yeah. So
4: well, was...
2: didn't
6: Ben sort of take over the Dharma Initiative because you see his people, you know, Ethan getting Julia or Juliet, Juliet. Yeah, but I don't think
4: it was like a officially sanctioned her. Dharma Initiative. It was just like.
6: Well, I mean, he's going back and forth. They do have someone who's still pushing the button. It's, you know, it's Desmond, unfortunately. Yeah.
2: <laughs> But Not what were they people. doing? What was the original Dharma initiative doing? Why go to all the trouble and the expense of bringing all the supplies that you needed to build all of those structures? And, you know, for heaven's sake, ben, Ben's group of people were having book club readings. How were they getting books? You know, what it, they didn't—they weren't operating off, you know, five or six paperbacks that they scrounged off a crashed plane.
4: Yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah. Okay,
2: wh- how were they getting New material. They were clearly communicating with the mainland. You know, Richard went back to to bring Juliet there. So yeah, they were. Yeah, I think they
6: went off island through the submarine. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know
2: physically how they did it, but w- what was the whole concept behind having people making trips to the mainland every now and then to bring new people out, but they didn't want anyone to know about the island. And once you got there, you couldn't leave.
4: Right, right. And what, Karen? Okay, so, I, yeah, go ahead.
2: That was just bizarre. I mean, I can understand people in a plane that crashes there. Okay, this is a spiritual thing. They're in purgatory. Fine. But what about Juliet? They actually went to the mainland, and they found her, and they hired her, and then they brought her to the island, and then said, now you can't leave. I mean, what was that? What did she do to deserve that?
4: Well, Ben fell in love with her.
2: Okay. And (laughs) you could say that nobody deserved to be on this plane that crashed either, but it's like something that happened. Yeah. And... It it just happened, and then they had to deal with it. But, you know, so what is she in the position then of, like, the women in the old Greek myths, you know, where Zeus happened to be passing by and said, wow, she's cute, I want her, and would just abduct her? It sounds like that's what happened to Juliet.
4: Yeah, I think it turned into that with Ben because Ben had all these issues about he wanted a normal life, it seemed like. Well, I'm in agreement with you about the off-island issues because I was just thinking as you were talking about this about the butcher in season five when Ben stored Locke's body at the butcher shop because there was a sympathetic other who ran the butcher shop. And then this season he said he had a whole network of people around the world who could get money to Miles no matter what if Miles freed him. So I think we talked about this, Jeremy and I, on the Lost cast before that I had hoped that they would get into that, but they never did. No,
6: no. I think it's like Ben – now why Richard would go along with this I don't know, but I think it's kind of like Ben – stole the dharma initiative he killed off everyone and then sort of stole it and they went and got juliet because they wanted to find out why it is that, that you know women can't get pregnant on the island um i well, think he probably wanted, wanted an autonomous society on that island and just couldn't pull it off so he had to keep oh. going back to the mainland to figure okay it out, now that you know? makes
2: sense that makes more sense than anything that i've thought of for that one yeah if he wanted that to be totally cut off and separate and able to maintain itself, but they couldn't because women couldn't have children there, he knew the whole thing was going to die out. So that was worth a trip to the mainland to get somebody.
4: Yeah. Plus, he okay. had all those passports yeah. and everything, too. So it's like they never quite explained how often he was leaving and why he was leaving. And
1: mm-hmm. so
4: I feel like. In a lot of ways I feel like they could have used an additional season, but at the same time I don't have the faith in them to have actually pulled it off and and actually gotten no. it right. So
2: No, they I think they would have done better if they'd been limited right at the beginning. You know, if somebody had said, Okay, you got this many episodes, work with it. Yeah. Because then they would have had a story arc that made sense. They wouldn't have had to try to extend it in the middle and then suddenly wrap it up again after they put all these other things in that didn't really fit with the original arc.
6: Yeah, and I think that the, the trap also is if they decided, well, we're going to always, the ending is always going to be this purgatory thing, um, then we can do anything. Well, hey, well, let's have a, series, uh, a season of time travel. You know what I mean? Like, I think they got stuck realizing, like, wow, we can do anything. And they did. And then mm-hmm. at the end, you know, when people wanted all of that stuff justified, their answer is, well, they all died, so don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You're following the characters. It's like, no, yeah. you... You just did time travel. You just introduced all this stuff, and I feel like in the last season they over-introduced a lot of new things, as if to prove that they meant to do that all along. And I think that that's a lie, you know. Uh, just in terms of explaining the island, that that leaves more, you know, open questions, and even that little music box with a mirror that they never explained. I mean, just all this stuff—it's kind of like so they can sit back and go, "Well, look." You know, even in the last season, we introduced a whole bunch of things we're never going to explain. It's something we've been doing all along. I don't know how you people didn't get that. But mm-hmm. I, mean, I think it's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're covering their tracks, you know.
4: Yeah, I totally think that, yeah, yeah. Well, I got the impression, like, reading their interviews all season, that they were, like, desperately trying to cover their tracks. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, you could be very generous and say, well, you know, in real life, sometimes things just happen. Not everything is part of the grand plan, the story arc of your life. There's always going to be some stuff that that doesn't have anything to do with anything, and it's just there. But the problem is with a show like this, I mean, we know it's limited to an hour a week, and we're looking at everything that that they're giving us as clues. And so it's frustrating when they give us stuff that doesn't lead anywhere.
4: Right, right. And they're the ones that invented these mysteries, so it's not like... exactly.
2: Yeah, you, I mean, they set the rules. They said, we have all these mysteries, and we're going to give you little bits and pieces here and there, and you figure it out. Well, if they start throwing in bits and pieces that aren't parts of the puzzle, that's very frustrating for people.
4: Yeah, so what's your final take, I guess you could say, on, on Lost? Are you happy that you invested all this time in it, or are you sort of like, I wish I would bailed after season two or something like that, because obviously it wasn't going to end the way I thought. Like, no,
2: I'm I'm glad I saw it. I mean, I, you have to remember that I hardly watch any TV at all. Yeah. So this is one of maybe two or three shows that I've been following. And uh, there have been times during the course of it when I felt like, you know, during the writer's strike when it wasn't on, wasn't on, wasn't on. And I thought, you know what, if they don't get something back on here soon, I'm just not going to care. What yeah. happens to these people anymore? <laughs> and I was starting to feel like that. And then they'd come on and give me one of these episodes where everything was all over the place and I didn't know what was going on, and I thought, why am I even doing this? You know, but then later we'd we'd catch up, we'd get them on DVD and see. okay, that was fun to watch. But I wasn't emotionally invested in it the way I would have been if I had, you know, been watching it faithfully every week. When I first started, I was so into it. But it made sense in the early seasons too. <laughs> so, you know, once they started to veer off, and then we had the writer's strike, and we had these long gaps, and I just felt like, yeah, okay. When I catch it, it's fun. I like watching it, but I don't obsess about it.
3: Yeah, it'll be. I don't get
2: stuff. I just don't get stuff because it's not all there. I loved the part, the scene in the church, where you could look over Jack's father's shoulder and see that stained glass window behind him, and it had the symbols from six different faiths in it. I thought that was really wonderful. Because it caught my eye because it's bright red, and I had never seen a church stained glass window that was done in that bright red before. And then I saw all the different symbols. And I was a little distracted during that scene, actually, thinking, what kind of church is this? Like, some sort <laughs> yeah. of interfaith chapel. You know, that was really cool.
4: <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I liked it. They, they really, it seemed like they made a point of showing it almost, like, mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure they built the whole set, so they had to like yeah. purposely choose that window, yeah, uh, to be such a focal point.
2: Well, I've only seen interfaith chapels like that in places like hospitals or colleges, yeah, you know, where you get a lot of people. You don't know who's going to be needing to use it. But this wasn't that kind of place. It was they all drove up to it. It was this big, beautiful structure, and um, I was I just found myself thinking, well, who would have built a church like this? And that's fantastic. I mean, I think that's how they should be. So now, I thought that was very cool. Now,
4: what I was wondering, maybe Jeremy can recall this, or maybe you can, Karen, was uh, now remember when they all go back to the island and they meet in the church? Was that the same church?
2: I I don't remember which scene you're talking about. Right at the end?
4: No, no, in, in season, I think it was season five. Yeah, it was season well, five when they – Board the Ajira plane, and they all have to meet first at Mrs. Hawking's place. And they're in the church, because I remember that Ben told this whole story about Jesus and everything to Jack. And I'm wondering now if that was the same church somehow.
2: Oh, uh, I wonder if it was. I had totally forgotten about that scene.
6: Jeremy, what do you think? What do you think? Um, I don't know. I guess we would know if we went back and saw the statue outside it, because there was a scene outside of the church before they went in. Oh, that's
4: true, yeah. Because then that might tie in also additionally to the whole Mrs. Hawking uh, mythos. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's somehow like the guardian of of the gate in Purgatory or something. Yeah. I mean, there are some little things, like the only episodes I'd actually go back to look at to see if there were some kind of clues would be like maybe those Desmond episodes when he sort of flashed around in time and off the island and everything. It makes you wonder if he was really flashing to the Purgatory or something but I have no idea.
6: Well, Which I don't know, unless she's dead or something, because she was in one of those flashes, you know, where she, that was where we first meet her, where she explained to him.
4: Right, but she could be like a completely ethereal yeah, purgatory gate. Right, leader.
2: if she's some, some sort of guardian of the portals to the other world, then she might be kind of an otherworldly being herself. Cool.
4: Well, we'll have to, uh, I'll have to give that some more thought. Yeah,
2: yeah I read something, too, about the, the number three, being used repeatedly through this. And I noticed that when uh, Ben was sitting outside the church at the end, there were three uh, trees around the table where he was sitting. Interesting. And, you know, for me, I mean, a lot of people would look at that and say, oh, the three is the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But it's also, from a pagan standpoint, it's the triple goddess, the maiden mother and crone. Yeah and i thought that was interesting that the three kept popping up and i kept kind of wondering well is this the christian trinity or is this the triple goddess or i you know it kind of went both ways there there didn't seem to be any any underlying single choice that somebody made that yeah we're going to use the three to represent this it's yeah. sometimes it meant one and sometimes the other and But maybe the point is, like in that window, you know, where all the different faiths were represented in the one church, maybe the point is it can mean both because they're really all the same thing.
4: Yeah, I think that – yeah, in a way I think that –
2: I'm going to have so many people mad at me now for saying that, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well.
4: (laughs) Yeah, well, I think that the show, like – I think in a way they kind of use that in in a way as a crutch sort of where they just sort of like were like – with the whole Egyptian mythology and everything else, they were just sort of like took little cool parts of stuff that they liked Mm -hmm. and then used it, uh, you know, into the story without really ever sort of saying what it was. Well, see, that's
2: just it. it. It's leaving us wondering, did they just throw in a bunch of cool stuff that somebody liked that didn't really have anything to do with each other? Or is there an underlying reason for all of this? Are they choosing symbols from all these different times and places to show that they really are all the same thing underneath, that spirituality is spirituality. And if you choose to express that with a statue of an Egyptian deity or in the three meaning the Christian trinity or in a symbol of a pagan goddess, it's still all spirituality and it's still this thing that's inside us, which is that light that they said is inside all men. Yeah, That is what the Christian faith talks about, that touch of grace that is within all of us. Yeah, I
6: think that makes sense because it's also, you know, it's such an international show. Yeah. The writers talked about that a little, I think, in the previous show, but it's true. It's like, you know, this is the first time that you are watching, you know, Jin and Sun speak, and you've subtitles on the screen for mm-hmm. 20 minutes in a time. And it's, uh, you know, all those various people, with their various backgrounds, and they said they very much purposely, set up certain characters to look like a stereotype and then turn them on our ear. Mm-hmm. So I think there's all that stuff at play, you know. All right. Before we let
4: you go, Karen, uh, you're a big Heroes booster. What do you think of Heroes being canceled?
2: You know, I got so tired of it. <laughs> 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 it's just, when, um, I hate to say it because I love some of the characters and some of them I just can't stand. I'm so tired of Claire. Yeah. Really, really tired of Claire. Okay, I know she's cute and blonde and yeah, the guys all like to look at her fine. She is so irritating. I you know, if she's gonna do this teenage angst thing, I mean her poor father has spent his entire life trying to protect her, trying to keep her safe, and she is just determined to go out and show everybody what she is and not think at all about what this how this is gonna affect anyone but herself. She's not even thinking about how it will affect her. She's just like, I want it right now, so I'm going to walk in front of a TV camera and show everybody. And you know what? I'm just sick of it. And by the time they got buried in that trailer, I just felt like, fine. I'm sorry about Noah because I really like him, but fine. Stay there. Great.
4: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Although
2: she'll be stuck there forever because she can heal.
4: Yeah, she's like immortal, yeah. 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 (sighs) <sighs> yeah, we were sa- Yeah, I was saying on the show here when when they canceled Heroes, just that it it was good, but it just seemed like they kept repeating the same stuff over and over again with this teen angst and Noah trying to protect her and what side was Siler going to be on? Is he, yeah, and every of, you know, season
2: was like, okay, there's this big boogeyman and we all have to get together and defeat him. Okay, we did. Season's over. Right. And then next season, you're thinking, wow, that was really great. Now what are they going to do? Oh, they come up with a new big boogeyman, and it's – I mean, it's fun. It's entertaining to watch, but at the same time, you feel like, didn't we just do this?
4: Exactly, yeah.
1: Yeah, and you know know at the end –
2: Yeah, how many times can you repeat it? And, you know, we need to do something more like the BBC series Life on Mars, not the American remake, which I have to say was just – they missed every point that made the first one good – but if you haven't seen the BBC series, Life on Mars, they did two seasons. They started out saying, we're going to do two seasons. Yeah. And they set up this mystery at the beginning. It played out over the course of two seasons. It resolved in the final episode, and they're done. And that's exactly how what they should have done with Lost and with Heroes. That's
6: what they do with a lot of British, if not all of them, TV shows. They say, you've got two seasons to do this. Well, then we idea. need to be
2: sending our TV people over there to learn how to do this or something because, wow, that was a fantastic series. And, you know, the American remake, it's like its like a primer in how to miss the point of everything that made the original good.
6: <laughs> yeah. That often happens, doesn't it? And it's also and the same thing with, like, just American remake movies, you know? Yeah. They're all pretty much that way. Yeah. Um, I don't
2: understand why... Professionals in the field in this country just don't seem to get it. They look at a popular movie or TV program from someplace else and think, oh, we could do that, we can copy it. But they put all the wrong parts to copy.
4: I know, wow. Well, yeah. You don't see too many ch- shows come over that work.
6: <laughs> I mean, even The Office, which everybody loves and I think is pretty funny, is not anywhere near as funny as the original Office. yeah. It's, there's I, just know, a certain British sensibility of timing and understatement that I, I think we just don't get. You
2: know? Yeah, British humor is totally different. If you watch Monty Python, you know, a lot of people don't like that, which I can't understand at all. I think they're hysterical, but it's totally different. It really is yeah. like almost speaking a different language. If you watch Monty Python or Faulty Towers or something like that, the, the humor is very clearly not American. All right.
4: Well, I guess we should wrap it up here because it's going to be a huge episode with tons of people coming back to talk about Lost. Thank you for coming back, Karen. Uh, thanks for asking me. Oh, no problem. I had a great time talking to you last time, and I know Jeremy did too. So it's been fun, and you challenged us here because when we first, as I was saying to Jeremy before we started uh, taping today, like uh, the afterglow of the finale sort of started to wear off on me yesterday Mm -hmm. toward the evening, and then now today I'm sort of taking a little more of a critical eye at it. So I think uh, you sort of helped me out there a lot. So,
2: Well, cool. well I, you know, I don't want to just be critical. I really enjoyed a lot of things about it. <laughs> no, it, I know, you know I it know. It irritates me when I read reviews of things, and it's like people seem to think that to be a reviewer, you have to cut something down. And there were a lot of really, really great things about this. Oh, yeah. It just – I was really surprised at how much Lord of the Rings music and images and symbolism – it was like – they didn't know what to do, so they all went and watched Lord of the Rings, and then they wrote the script for the last episode. I mean, it <laughs>
6: well, really. Felt I like never that. thought that watching it, but now that you said it, I'm going to go back and watch it because you're right. I and mean, once you start describing it, oh, there's it, it's so like, much. Yeah, Terrible. There it yeah,
2: is. Yeah, and after after they did this thing with the light, after Desmond went down and pulled out the stone, all of a sudden there's this earthquake, and I said <laughs> to Rich, right. "Oh my gosh, Frodo just threw the ring in the fire." <laughs> that's, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and everything's Christmas. turning
6: red. Yeah.
4: Very interesting. Yeah. Jeremy, you'll have to check that out because I don't even seen Lord of the Rings. So,
2: yeah, well, check out the music too, because every time they get very like militant and they're they're going through the jungle, like, okay, we're gonna go take care of this lock thing, Man in Black, whatever he is, and uh, the music would change, and it's very, very distinctive. It's not like anything they've used on Lost ever before, but it sounds almost exactly like the music from just before the Battle of Helm's Deep in the movie The Two Towers. And, and they just kept using that over and over. And I mean, it was great because it it used the same kind of emotional feel, you know, it was getting everybody geared up for a battle. Okay, we're gonna do this. And all the people who've seen Lord of the Rings would definitely get that. But I thought it was funny. It was like they tapped into this this language from this one movie and used all those all the symbolism. They used the music and the visuals to convey that same. Um, Emotion and the same action was coming up. It's like the Lord of the Rings has become a language that we can use now. Mm -hmm.
4: Very interesting. Well, like I said, thank you once again, Karen, for coming on the show. Of course, we'll be talking again in the future in a variety of uh, venues. And uh, if we continue onward here with this show as a pop culture program, we'll uh, bring you back to talk about some other area of pop culture that, uh, you know, you're into. So uh, this won't be the last time we do something fun like this.
2: Great. Thanks.
0: Take care.
4: If RSS was the breakout guest of the program, I think there's one person in particular who was the breakout listener of the program, and I think you know who I'm talking about.
6: I don't remember her name.
4: Oh. (laughs) That's the perfect segue to roll into our tribute to the breakout listener of the Lost Cast, the illustrious Sandy. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Sandy likes the show.
6: Plus he's in the flash sideways.
4: <laughs> sorry, Sandy, Yeah, Jeremy doesn't care.
6: Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Sandy on the Rec Center likes the show. That's all I was saying.
6: Uh huh. That's it. That's fascinating. Thanks, Sandy. <laughs> Thanks for all your input.
4: <laughs> She's <laughs> the one who was upset about the Sopranos reference last a couple weeks ago, so
6: I think Sandy is a man actually.
4: Oh. A man man. Oh Jesus, I'm sorry, Sandy. I, I apologize. <laughs> Let me hit on some of the stuff people mentioned on the on the forum over at the rec center. Sandy, the man. Sandy, show your work because I don't know what you're doing here with this, but I'm excited in a way because you didn't hate me for mistakingly thinking you were a woman. <laughs> never, never mentioned
6: that. Were you more Were you more excited by that or more excited when you thought that he was a woman?
4: I was kind of excited when I thought he was a woman because then I was like, oh, we have a lady listener. But then right, no. it turned out... Make no, no mistake about it.
6: Women don't listen to us.
4: No. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sandy who we we really kind of picked on uh last week he posted just a massive fucking thing on here now i feel bad because i told sandy to show his work and he did and there's just so much here that the chart that sandy made i'm gonna just sort of uh hit the main point where she's or he excuse me oh god i'm gonna get stabbed uh (laughs) Sandy says, I personally would not want to be on the radio or the TV, internet, or otherwise. I hesitate to post in threads that get mentioned on the air even, for which I blame Tim Benall, who constantly calls me she, despite being corrected like five times. <laughs> then he says, She sounds pissed. Aw, <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> dude, Sandy's a man. And then in the middle, Sandy, who didn't really seem to weigh in either way. And let me see. He
6: often doesn't weigh in.
4: (sighs) Oh, (laughs) wait. Wow. Well, good. I'm glad you fucked up this time. (laughs) I've been waiting. I've been practicing all week. You're welcome. I've been like, Sandy's a dude, dude. Sandy is a dude. (laughs) Stop fucking making that mistake. So I pushed it over to you. No, I don't know. What? You don't think Sandy weighed in?
6: Oh, I don't know. I just wanted to make fun of the fact that you... Never get his gender
4: right. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, please. Don't act like that was that was planned. Sandy? Sandy? Uh, Be fair to Sandy, though. He probably hates me. He probably hates both of us. <laughs> I, <laughs> I presume he's still listening, though. Like it, like it, like it? Ladies and gentlemen, we're continuing onward here with the Lost Cast. Series finale. We're wrapping up Lost with all the great folks who appeared on the Lost cast over the last three months. Jason Offutt made two appearances on the program, and he emailed me uh, earlier this week to say he was a bit disappointed with the series finale of Lost. So we're interested to hear his take on it. So uh, weigh in, Jason. What's your, what's your, you know, what's your feeling here on the finale of Lost?
1: Well it was mainly just a little bit anticlimactic for me. I was expecting more. I was expecting more about the uh you know, the the light ended up being like the 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 light in pulp fiction, you know, in the in the briefcase. Yeah. Okay, what what the hell is it? I don't know. We we still don't know that. With the uh yeah, you know, the the battle between uh between Jack as the new Jacob and, and Smokey were uh uh, it's just it, it, To me, it just wasn't enough, and and the meeting at the end was a little bit too, too feel-good, uh, you know, touchy, huggy, feely sort of thing. Uh, if if the entire island would have exploded and everybody died, to me, that would have been a much better ending.
4: <laughs> <laughs> now, do you attribute that to, like, your sci-fi fandom roots, if you will? Because I remember you talked about, you know, loving Star Trek and stuff on the show. Do you think it maybe since it went too character-oriented and sort of moved away from the sci-fi part, that's kind of what rubbed you the wrong way?
1: Well, no, I think it's more to me of a, of a storytelling thing. I mean, the, the the last part of it. I mean, it was just it was throwing something out to the uh, uh, to everybody who liked the character who died, except for Mister Echo. We didn't see him. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a little bit too too much. I think pandering to the uh, pandering to the audience, and and they should have given people something big and splashy and something to talk about the next day. I had nothing to talk about the next day. You know, with with this.
4: That's true in a way, yeah, did kind of wrap up a lot of stuff in a way that you didn't really feel like. There wasn't a lot of bones to pick over afterwards. Except for
1: what the island was, why the Dharma Initiative was there, <laughs> you know, all that
4: stuff. Yeah, except for the thousand fucking unanswered questions. <laughs> now, is there one question in particular that you, or is just like some hanging thread that you wish they'd addressed, or, or did you kind of give up on all that as the season went on?
1: Now, those two major points were 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 what I would have liked to have had answered, and and you know, still, if again the island is completely exploding, um, or you know us seeing it you know, underneath the water like we did at the beginning of the beginning of the season, that would have uh, I wouldn't have I think needed those those questions answered because okay, the island's gone, you know, who gives a shit now?
4: Yeah, we talked to Karen Dolan earlier today, and like I was saying to her. uh, I really loved the finale, but then after about a day or two and the afterglow sort of wore off, I, I found myself feeling a bit of resentment towards the makers of the show just because it seemed like the Flash Sideways now were a colossal waste of time.
1: Uh, yes, yes and no. The, the Flash Sideways to me was well, it was a lot like I, I said the ending was. It was, okay, here are these characters who are dead, but, you know, you can still see Charlie live on and these Flash Sideways. This is for you
4: guys. I I see where you're going with all this. Like, they just felt like they needed to, like, just make everybody happy at the end. So there wasn't any. And that's ironic, too, because I remember reading from the producers a while back. They were saying, like, that the ending wouldn't it wouldn't be a happy ending. So it's like maybe they meant Jack dying. I don't know.
1: Well, but even with with Jack dying, I mean, he was still there. He was still alive in some sense. Right. You know, with, with with the flash sideways, everybody getting together and singing Kumbaya. Jeremy, what do you think?
6: Um, I think the Flash Sideways weren't a colossal waste of time because they at least showed, how you know, how they all woke up. I mean, Desmond woke up, and and it made sense of, again, you know, Desmond's character uh, waking up and and thinking back on the island that he's not had a near-death experience but probably woken up to some parallel reality where they're all okay. That's clearly what he was walking around thinking on the island. and. so I mean, it was a lot of misdirection, like like we said before, between the flash sideways and the, and the island be underwater. That I don't know will pay off in future viewings of the show. It might it might fall flat, knowing what they all lead to. But I do think the flash sideways were necessary. I think the flash the
1: the, the best part of the flash sideways were uh, was Desmond wailing on Ben's ass.
4: Yeah, that was great. Now, what did you think of Hurley taking over the island? Happy about that?
1: Oh, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Ben staying and being, you know, his, his second in command. I, the, the old Ben that showed up uh, with, with Smokey and said, you know, okay, who else do you want me to kill? You know, I don't think he would have taken second fiddle to, fiddle to anybody.
4: Yeah, yeah. we were We were kind of talking about that with Karen, just that, like, she thought that Ben would serve as sort of like this antithesis to Hurley. And I also got that kind of impression, but it seemed like Jeremy maybe didn't that that Ben was fully good now. But I almost got the impression that Ben that Hurley was gonna have to spend most of his time keeping Ben's fucking retarded ideas in check.
1: I don't know. Ben Ben was after was I I could see uh while we were on the island, uh Ben just living in his house and, and Hurley going over to uh to live with uh Rose and Bernard. <laughs> nice. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, could you make me another pie,
4: Rose?
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I liked Rose's dreadlocks uh, that she had in the in on the episode too. So she's really uh, settled in, I guess.
1: And and the whole thing about the okay, the smoke monster threatening thre- threatening them, um, it would have been a little bit better storytelling, a little bit more compelling to me if if you know he would have just killed him. Wow, like it would have amped up the danger or something. Well, yeah, absolutely. What's this thing, what, what is this thing capable of? You know, is is this thing completely amoral or completely evil? What What is it? And if he would have just, you know, iced them and dragged uh, Desmond away to do whatever he was going to do, that
6: that to me would have been, would he would have been a much more compelling villain. Yeah. I think that the point is that he couldn't do that because maybe like the one solid rule of the island is once you give your word on something, you have to do it? Which right? Which is which? which is what uh, which, what happened with him
1: every single time he gave his word? He he owned up to it.
4: Yeah, yeah. Oh, now I remember way back when we first talked to you on the show, you were sort of uh, in the camp that maybe the man in black wasn't the villain and that Jacob was the good guy. And then, of course, we got what was you know a, almost universally panned episode, uh, the origin story of both of them,
1: which my wife loved. Did <laughs> did I, I did not like it. I was very
4: disappointed. Yeah, that's what that's what I was going to say. I was going as to ask you because I, I still, you know, looking back on it now, I still feel almost a disconnect between – I felt like the whole – I think that they that just fucked up a lot of shit with that episode, really, in a lot of ways because we never really quite understood exactly what his deal was. He wanted, Like why they just didn't let the fucking guy leave the island.
1: Right, we never found out what would happen when the smoke monster left. Uh, Somebody, uh, it might have been Jacob, alluded to I think it was him who said, everybody you know will die.
4: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so how? Why?
4: Exactly, yeah. I just feel like they tacked on too much stuff here in the end season that didn't really they got too far away from what made it so great in the first place. You know, like it, it became too much about Jacob and Man in Black, and it became too much about the Flash Sideways, but Maybe I'm just looking back on it now in, in retrospect and sort of wishing for more, wishing they had done something differently or something. Well, with that episode, it seemed like they were trying to answer too much in too short of a period of time. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what you said, Jeremy, right? It was a spell rushed. Right. Jeremy, do you have anything else to chime in on uh, with this lost discussion?
6: Uh, no, well, just were you um, happy to see Vincent at the end, or was that one step too far?
1: Uh, no, I think that was a nice touch. I think the, the whole, the complete cyclical ending of uh, of Jack uh, dying where he woke up uh, was nice, and, and it was, uh, the Vincent thing was nice. I, but the the one, the, the two people I really would have liked to have seen in this finale, uh, you know, Mr. Echo at the end would have been cool. He was one of my favorite uh, secondary characters. And uh,
4: Praying Walt in. Well, the- I kept expecting to see Walt. Well, there's some news on both of those things. You must not have heard about Mister Echo, then, right? No, I did not. They offered him a part in the finale for a hearty sum, and he demanded five times the amount. Did not know this. Yeah, so he he should have been in the finale. He would have been in the finale, but he, you know, he wanted some insane amount of money, probably like in the millions or something crazy like that. Yeah, you know, I I tend to just watch the show. I don't read this extra, extra <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and they also say that they're filming some new stuff with Walt to wrap up the Walt storyline that will be in the DVDs, which when I first heard that, I was like, oh, that's awesome, that's great. But then the more I thought about it, it was like, you're just trying to gouge me now for m- more answers. <laughs>
1: because everybody wants Walt, wants to see Walt, right? Okay, yeah, buy this and you can you can see Walt. And I had at, at one point uh, uh, considered – getting the DVDs and watching them after this season finale, watching every single episode to try and piece things together, and and after that final episode, I'm just done.
4: Yeah, yeah. Never gonna watch it again. Well, yeah, that's because, that's kind of what we were saying earlier, uh, when Jeremy and I were talking to Karen, it's just like, I had hoped that the end would unlock something that would make you need to go back and watch all the episodes. And that never happened, and I thought maybe that it would. I still think the more I think about it, I still think it was supposed to be purgatory all along, and they just changed the story
6: because people figured it out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very very well could have. Hey, here's one question nobody's asked. Uh, remember when Miles went into, uh, you know, in his ghost hunting days, and he went up into that bedroom and he found the money yeah. from the ghost? What was that machine he was using? How nobody, nobody ever asked that? I don't know. Oh, well, I presume that he had,
4: it was probably some bogus machine that he had, because he didn't...
6: Well, no. He told the woman to leave the room or whatever. I mean, no one was in there with him. And he turned on he a machine? turned on some sort of machine, yeah.
4: I don't know. Jason and I were just talking about the futility of these ghost hunting machines uh, on our BOA audio interview, so... Huh. Interesting. Yeah. That's bizarre. I don't know. Do you think they're going to make a lost
1: movie? Uh, well, I mean, they wrap things up. I don't see how. Unless, what, they pick something from the middle that actually, actually answers questions.
4: What if they just pick up where Hurley and Ben t- take over the island?
1: Well, then you don't have Jack, you don't have Sawyer and Kate, which were the you know main three characters. It's uh, it'd be like After Mash.
4: Yeah, I mean, well, if it was a movie, here's how I would do it. If it was a movie, you just have Hurley and Ben are on the island. They're running shit. You could have Jack pop on in the Jacob type role, like as a ghostly form, and Kate and Sawyer and them are they're off island. Maybe even part of the movie is they have to go off the island to get them to come back to do something. I don't know. I'm trying to salvage the series here.
6: I don't know. If they did a movie, whether they had any of the cast members or not, that movie would have to be exactly what they said they didn't want the show to be, which is about the island. It would have to be something that gives answers to things, makes people go, wow, or else why do a movie about it?
4: Yeah, and I think at this point, maybe in a few years, people would be a little more forgiving. But I think at this point, people, like I said about the DVD extras, I think people would be like, you know what? You had your chance to give us the answers. You didn't. Fuck you! I don't Just look at what, what X
6: Files did with a with a an X Files standalone movie, and extrapolate that it won't work.
1: Well, <laughs> in order to make this make the make a lost movie work, they'd have to you know add
6: something like uh, uh, I don't know uh, Matt LeBlanc and a chimp. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. Well, no, I was saying Hurley and the Hurley Bird. Remember the bird that said his name.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they never had any chimps on the island. It'd seem like a logical place for a chimp. Uh, chimps are indigenous to Africa. They don't live in the jungles?
1: No, no. Well not on not on islands in the South Pacific. That always pissed me off about Gilligan's Island. <laughs>
4: get, get the apes off the island. See, I didn't know this, so I would have it wouldn't have bothered me. I would have I see I'm on the opposite end. I was expecting a chimp all this time.
6: And you got a polar bear.
4: I know. I kept expecting the big reveal to be, you know, maybe there was a chimp at at the top of the of the leadership ladder or something.
1: <laughs> Bring me the man
4: <laughs> um let me see if there was anything else Well I thought it was interesting too that throughout the whole series, the big fucking one of the biggest parts of the whole series was the fucking smoke monster, and if you think about it and look back, dude, the smoke monster wasn't even in the series finale like you never saw him or anything. obviously right. the smoke monster we- dude was, but the actual smoke monster wasn't, so I don't know. I was disappointed by that.
6: I didn't even think about that to be disappointed about it. Well but now I am. Thanks.
4: Yeah, nice. Yeah. Well I mean I'm not like so disappointed that I hate the episode or anything, but it's just sort of like, didn't you think you should have included the most iconic element of the show, one of the most iconic elements of the show, like the smoke monster? Even if it just kills Miles. <laughs> you just wanted Miles dead. Yeah. Yeah, I did want Miles dead. Alright, when he's dead, if when he's dead, can he talk to himself? <laughs> That was the other thing. Remember, we were saying, like in previous Lost casts, we we're like, well, there must be a reason for Miles. There must be, he must do something important in the end, and it's like, oh, all he did was put duct tape on a fucking fuel wire thing. He didn't. Well, even, no,
1: he got he got Charles Woodmore killed, I, I, I believe, because remember when they were, were heading to Ben's old house, they found uh, he stopped, and uh, because he sensed something, and and Ben asked what, and. Um, you know, Richard said, well, this is where I buried your daughter. Well, that brought his daughter back up, so... Oh,
4: like reopen the rage. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Mystery solved. We're tackling a lot of mysteries here on The Lost Cast, folks, and we're solving a lot of them. So, for people who didn't tune in, someone I went to high school with wrote to me to allege that Hurley did not become the leader of the island. So, I had to straighten him out. Right, because they said he did. Exactly, Yeah.
6: Yeah. (laughs) They said he did. Well, let me ask you, Jason, maybe this will be my last question for you. Uh, Maybe. This was confusing to me (laughs) a little bit. Yeah. Uh, What do you make of the fact that Jack just gave him water? I mean, essentially, he was trying to convince him to lower him into the well, which he didn't want to do. So he gave him water. He didn't do the prayer over it, and he just said, now you're like me. Do you think that implies, you know, is that a metaphor for, you know, we don't need this magic stuff. We're all the same. Or do you think that he was tricking him and Hurley really didn't? Become Jack. Well, I, I think uh, I don't
1: think Hurley became Jack. I don't think Jack became Jacob. Uh, oh wow. Cause, you know, okay, because what did Jacob do? He mumbled over some water in his hands, poured it back into this moving stream, and then dipped dipped a cup in it and gave it to Jack to drink. You know, he, Jacob, in order to you know, he, he in order to become what he was, you know, drank out of that that bottle, that wine bottle. You know, I think he was just. Giving Jack the
6: thought that, uh, hey, you're like me now. Interesting. Right. Wow. Well, then great. I do have one more question. <laughs> 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 uh, do you have anything in your paranormal background that explains the uh, child form of Jacob saying, give me my ashes, and then running away with them? And wow. all that. Like, what well, they never explain that, and I figured it's because there's mythology there, that's there that I could Google search if I wanted to.
1: Well, it, it, it's with kids, yeah. Tim and I were talking on on, uh, on BOA about black-eyed kids. You know, why are these things appearing as, as children? Well, people trust children. People will let children get closer to them than they will an adult because they're less threatening.
4: Maybe that's why, you know, Jacob appeared as a kid. Just more mysteries upon mysteries that they threw at us here in the uh, finale. Anyway... I guess uh, I've taken up a lot of Jason's time. People don't realize this because they're listening to this in a split across the <laughs> across the two timelines as we once thought they would be. It turns out this is not a purgatory lost cast. Uh, it's just a separate timeline. So uh, we're gonna have to get let Jason get going. but I want to thank you for appearing on the Lost Cast numerous times and offering your insight into all this. It's been just a really enjoyable ride all the way around. Uh, for me to do this program with Jeremy and, and bring in our friends to talk about the show, and you know, I don't have too many local friends that are into Lost, so it's it's been great each week to have somebody to talk to you about all this. So thank you for coming on the Lost Cast. We're planning on spinning off from the Lost Cast to do sort of a pop culture show. So we definitely want to talk to you in the future about you know whatever suits your fancy in the world of pop culture.
1: All right, terrific. Thank you. I'd love to be back on. I don't know anything important. I just know stuff like this. So, uh, yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and
4: gentlemen, we're continuing onward here, pulling back all of the folks who have appeared on the Lost cast. And this time around, we've got... The guy who set the world on fire on the Lost cast a few weeks ago, the immortal Bruce Rucks. he's back with us again. Obviously, my constant Jeremy Vanney is here along for the ride as well. JV, what's up? Still kicking. I know. Can you believe it? We've rounded up almost everybody who appeared on the Lost cast, and I didn't even think it was going to be possible, but we've managed to do the impossible. I feel like we're the Oceanic Six. And wait, anyway, uh, you
6: know, Tim, I, I gotta say, in case I forget later, Tim. Benal has been recording this stuff all day long and his own show. He deserves like some sort of applause track or something for the amount of work he's put into this.
4: Thank you, dude. I appreciate that. I still got to edit all these interviews, too. <laughs> but it's all good. Hey, I'm having a great time. So, you know, this is part of the thrill of doing a show like this. So, anyway, welcome back, Bruce, to the Lost Cast. It's nice to be here. Now, you emailed me last night that you've watched the finale, and uh, you were kind of disappointed with it. Uh, thought that it was emotionally powerful, but uh, the storytelling was lacking. I think that's the best way to put what you said. So why don't you lay it out for us here. What did you think of how it all
7: wrapped up? Yeah, that's close enough. Uh, It certainly catches you up emotionally. But as far as intellectually, I mean, as storytelling goes, uh, they lied to us, <laughs> they just straight up lied right at the beginning of the, the series. They said, oh, no, they're not dead. It's nothing like that. They're, this is not purgatory or, or anything like that. Well, yeah, it is. Uh, the, the only thing that I could possibly make sense out of with, with anything storytelling-wise was they just all died in the crash and it took them a long time to figure it out. They were all sort of collectively figuring out that they were dead and moving on. But even that doesn't really make sense because then how are line and Juliet on the island or any of these other people, and not all of them end up in the church. So there's probably some implications in that, but I'd have to spend six more years trying to to unravel all of that, and uh, considering that all the stuff that they were throwing at me was just BS all the way, I don't know how much I'd want to invest in that. However, emotionally, it's very satisfying. Uh, it, it's nice to see everyone kind of get reunited and, and make their way back where they needed to go and all that, and, and there is a, a strong feeling to it. And certainly I want to thank all of the, uh, the people that were involved in the production of Lost from the start. Uh, everyone all the way down the production line, and, and everyone in the cast. I thought they just did a fantastic job with it. And obviously they had a lot of fun with it, and, and uh, certainly they entertained me for six years, and I know a many, great many other people. And I'm glad that it was there, and I didn't hate it, and I didn't want to throw a brick through the TV screen. But yeah, there's, there's nothing to figure out. It was all just red herrings for six years. And emotionally, yeah, very satisfying.
4: I guess what you're saying is you don't necessarily interpret that it was they were dead all along, but that's the only way you can see how it fits. Is that kind of like... That's what he- the only way
7: that I can make sense out of it, yeah. I just get the impression that they must have all died in the crash and, and they weren't able to move on or figure out that that's what happened to them. And it, the, uh, when Jack gets together with his father at the end and he says, well, how are you here? And he says, uh, he says you're dead. He says, yeah. He says, well, how, how are you here? He says, how are you here? And he realizes, yes, I'm dead. Well, so are the rest of them, and they're all meeting together in the church. Uh, How did they all die? They probably all just died in the plane crash. And he said something to the nature of, uh, you all helped each other get here or helped each other understand how to get here. I, I forget exactly what it was he said, but I got the impression that it was just some sort of collective thing that they were doing together in order to figure out that they needed to move on. That was the only thing that I could make sense out of out of any of it. And I, I know nobody got it because I I see interviews or hear interviews from other people, uh, or you know, comments that appear in newspaper articles and stuff like that, or reviews. I don't know what's causing that, uh, and um, no one apparently seems to understand what the heck it's about because you can't. And it, there's just absolutely no way to make sense out of any of this stuff. I used to uh, hope or think that by the time it was over, you'd be able to go back and tie everything together, that they'd have brought something out very neatly, but they didn't. Uh, you, there's just no way that the cast was on Jimmy Kimmel afterward. Uh, that was all very entertaining. Incidentally, you can find that on Hulu if you want to watch it. Yeah. Uh, and they asked, uh, some of the audience members did ask, or Jimmy asked, what do you think this is or what do you think that is? And none of them knew. All <laughs> the cast, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they asked a lot. So what do you think the smoke monster was? And I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a clue. Uh, the guy's soul, maybe? It burned black? I don't know. Uh, I mean, they don't know. The audience doesn't know. No one has a clue. Although Matthew Fox, uh, Jimmy drops it on Matthew Fox when he first came out. He started it. And I really have no idea what's causing that. Um Uh, He said he thought the entire series was the story of Jax uh, finding his way to heaven or doing his tests to get to heaven, so to speak. Yeah. And Fox seemed to agree with that. He didn't disagree with it, let's put it that way. And he had kind of an interesting look on his his face and in his eyes. Uh, I think if anyone knew what was going on throughout, it was probably him. And I think that was kind of what they had in mind. I mean, I don't know that for a certainty, but that's the impression that I got just from him. And uh, they probably told Jimmy something, too. I don't think he just popped that out off the top of his head. Uh, in any event, I think that's kind of what it was supposed to be. And everyone else's test to get to heaven or whatever was along the way. But I do think that's what the, the series was supposed to be about. And all of the sci-fi stuff along the way was just BS. Uh, that's pure red herrings. I mean, it's a waste of time. Which, you know, makes the the entire series a six-year cock tease, pretty much. And it's satisfying emotionally at the end, at least. I have to give it that. But, you know, no real orgasm.
4: (laughs) I like how you kept the metaphor going there. All right. So, oh, now, when we had you on, you were pretty adamant that Jacob and and men in black were gods of some kind or aliens or something like that. Uh, I guess in a way they did become gods. So I guess that sort of like bolstered what you had been thinking in the first place then?
7: Well, sort of, that's the whole thing. Uh, anything that anyone speculated for the entire six years, including that, is just BS. Uh, there's no, no rational answer to any of this, I mean, just not any of it. Uh, what the hell would this island be? We know it's some kind of machine, at least by what we saw. We know it had to be some kind of machine and some kind of ship that moved. It was supposed to be some kind of prison to keep the smoke monster there, uh, to keep it from getting out into the world. Well, how does any of that apply to anything that we saw? It doesn't. Uh, who were these people in the first place? I mean, right after uh, that podcast they had uh, Beyond the Sea, which was the episode where uh, they explained the history of the island. But yeah. the explanation of the history of the island just raises all more questions. Like, <laughs> yeah. look, who the hell are these people? <laughs> I don't know where you came from. I don't know what this island is, uh, what this light is, why other people would be trying to get the light, how it could possibly serve somebody technologically, uh, why this woman had to kill someone else who got to the island in order to steal her kids, why she would favor the dark one over the light one who ends up becoming a Smoke monster, and how does that happen anyway? Uh, it, it, absolutely nothing that happened in that episode made one lick of sense. Not one bit. So, that theoretically was the whole backstory of why the island is there and what's supposed to happen. And they even continue that a couple episodes down the line, right before the finale, uh, where Jacob comes and gives his final spiel. But even his final spiel doesn't say a damn thing, except I'm responsible for making my brother the smoke monster, and. Uh, you guys and someone of you needs to take care of the island. Okay, well, what is that smoke monster? What are you? How are you all but immortal? What is this island, and why am I taking care of it? Oh, uh, I don't think I need to tell you any of that. I've told you everything you need to know now. Which one of you wants to take a drink of water and take care of the island? It makes no sense at all. <laughs> uh, it, it just raises more questions and says, well, okay, um, fine, we'll just continue jacking off, but, you know, this island is, is all bullshit. It's all some kind of metaphor for a waiting room for heaven is the only way that I can figure it out, and... Uh, whether Jacob is even really there, or like he he might be some representative of God or some person along the way. Uh, You notice Jack's dad, obviously, is named Christian Shepherd, and they find his body right before they get to heaven, so to speak. And it's even called Tension To by Kate. Are are you kidding? Is that his real name? So yeah, that's his name. (laughs) So yeah, obviously, it's some kind of metaphor for leading people to heaven. But it doesn't make any sense at all as science fiction. I mean, just none. There's not any credible thing that you could tie together. What, why the hell are people... Um, we had this whole wrong thing about uh, people needing to be born on the island because anyone who's born on the island doesn't live. They've never had a kid born on the island that survives and the uh, the entire Dharma Initiative and how did it get there in the first place and what was it studying? Uh, the whole Dharma Initiative, theoretically, was trying to do just that, uh, get children born there normally. And why do they torment everyone after they pick them up, uh, put them through all kinds of labor and, and torture and all this other sort of thing, which we saw done to Said down the line after he died and came back. Uh, we got a semi-explanation for that, which is that the smoke monster can kind of possess you if that happens to you. So they want to make sure that you're okay. They have to put you through a test to make sure that you're not in his employ. But what difference does it make anyway? Because no one's getting off the island, and, and the island is not some kind of machine, and it's not some kind of ship. Or if it is, uh, it, it doesn't make any sense to the story or is of absolutely no importance whatsoever, except to keep you guessing for six years. But it has absolutely nothing to do with being a stairway to heaven, so to speak. Or at least that's the way I looked at it. I don't know how anyone else picked it up. That's why intellectually the thing is a cheat. They pulled an epic cheat. Uh, it, it's just emotionally, though, you don't care. You get so caught up in it, uh, in seeing everybody reunited and kind of moving on, and there's this, this really powerful feeling of joy. That's kind of a religious experience, but it's a religious experience without any sort of real foundation. That's the thing that I'm getting at.
4: Yeah, I see exactly what you mean. I kind of said, I think I articulated it to Karen Dolan earlier today, where at first I was like, wow, that was awesome. And then later on I was like, what the hell just happened? Like, I don't quite understand. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love the characters and the fact that the characters got, you know, their stories played out in a satisfactory way made me happy and everything. And I think it's somewhere kind of referencing – that Across the Sea episode, I think at that point I gave up on them trying to explain shit because they fucked up the origin story so badly that it was like, they never had any sort of plan to fucking figure out how to wrap this up, clearly, because when they do try to implement a plan to wrap it up, it sucks.
7: That's my guess. As soon as I saw Beyond the Sea, I said, we're in trouble. I smelled a rat uh, because there was just no way they only had like, you know, two or three hours left to wrap this entire series up. And I said, well, wait a second. You just raised more questions than you answered. Who the hell are these people? What is this supposed to be? And they never, they never did answer that. They never got around to it because it's all just some kind of metaphor. Uh, but as a metaphor, it doesn't really hold because, like I said, why is the Dharma Initiative there if there's not some, you know, science fiction thing going on with this island? What are they studying? Uh, why would Ben Linus be there, and why would Juliet be there? We, we see uh, Juliet in the church. She gets uh, taken out with Sawyer. Uh, they go on up together, um, and Linus only stays behind. And what is that supposed to mean anyway? Linus stays behind by choice. Uh, he just says, I, I'm not ready yet. Uh, like, again, there's that sort of feeling that maybe this is a waiting room, and um, he's just not ready to move on to heaven or what have you. He qualifies, but he doesn't want to move on yet. He wants to stay behind. And where is behind? What does that mean? Uh, if there is any kind of coherent story attached to it, the closest you can come to that is that Jack needed to move on and Hurley took the place of whoever the last uh, caretaker or guide was to lead people on. But that's about the closest you can come. What do you think, Jar?
6: Well, I have a question, which is, um, and I, maybe either of you can answer this, but, Bruce, what you just described sounds like, A, awful television, and B, one of the worst cons in television history. So why do you still enjoy it? What is it about this show that's still enjoyable, even though we all got fucked?
7: Even though we were all conned? Yeah, it is. It's completely a con. It's a complete cheat. I'm not sure exactly what they had in mind, aside from getting a series to run for six years and, and suck everybody in, or why I don't feel as cheated as I should. Well, that's not, that's not really true, I do feel as cheated as I am, it's just emotionally, at least they satisfied me emotionally, so uh, I don't feel like throwing a brick through the TV screen. Uh, if it ticks me, it, the only thing that really ticks me about it is that they just lied to us from the beginning, and uh, when I was emailing, Tim suggested that uh, it might be that they had already planned that all the way from the beginning, that it really was just the afterlife. But everyone caught on too quick, so they needed to throw all kinds of red herrings out there and keep everybody watching. Uh, that's a possibility. Uh, if they well, had I anything, think not only
6: threw out red herrings. I think they, I think that they have said that they they knew what the ending was. This was going to be, and I take them at their word on on just that one thing because right. I think they didn't know how many seasons this would go. And I think the island was supposed to be purgatory in the beginning, uh, and then they had to change that. So they were like, okay. We'll just do this infinite, you know, indefinitely, and then once we get the word, we're going to have to wrap. We'll make something else purgatory, we'll and all we'll about characters.
7: Yeah, right. We'll so, toss something out there and, and hope nobody notices. Uh, which, you know, of course they were going to notice. There was so much stuff tossed out there, and they didn't even make any attempt to answer any of it. Uh, that how could you make a a satisfactory story out of that? Uh, all the stuff that I have just tossed out—that's just the beginning. What about the polar bear for crying out loud?
2: <laughs> what, <laughs> we talked what is about any that. Yeah. Stuff? <laughs> what is any of
7: this? They just toss all kinds of crap at you for six years just to keep you watching, and then you know it would be the the drama of the day. Like, well, we've got into time travel for a while, or time slips, uh, and we toss the possibility of an alternate dimension out there. None of which exists, or if it does, it makes absolutely no sense. Uh, the Dharma Initiative would have no reason to be there. Just none. So Juliet being in heaven at the end is is like totally out of it, or Linus sitting off to the side. How did they even get to the island? Why would they be there? My guess is that they're probably going to come out with some kind of book at some point that says, oh, explaining all of Lost. I know they're going to put stuff on the DVD package because they're using that to sell it already. Yeah. Uh, there's no way I'm going to spend money on that just to see what they have to say. Cause I know they're BSing me. They already BSed me for six years. I don't feel cheated only in the sense that the emotional payoff really was very satisfying. Uh, I mean, it, it does leave you with a very nice feeling. Plus, uh, I was greatly entertained for six years. So to have everyone at the end of those six years just, you know, kind of look at me through the emotional haze and say, um, you know what, uh, I've just been fucking conning you the entire time. Don't hate me. (laughs) Okay, you know what? Uh, You're a con man, and I don't hate you. I'm going to look at everything that you write from now on or produce with a very skeptical eye. However, um, thank you for entertaining me. I do appreciate what you did. Certainly, I enjoyed the cast. I enjoyed the dramas of the moment, which is how I refer to them, because they're just like a soap opera. It was six years of a very uh, glorified soap opera with all kinds of manufactured dramas of the moment that meant absolutely nothing. They got a character on a soap opera, one minute they're pregnant, the next minute they never were pregnant, and then they're delivering a baby, and then the baby's black, and then the baby is uh, an alien. And then, you know, God knows what. they keep changing everything from week to week, uh, and you can't keep track of it. And Lost was the exact same thing. I have to wonder if some of these people were working soap operas before they came and did Lost. And uh, they just came up with, they teamed up with someone who said, you know what? We can gloss this up. Let's make this look more adult. We can see how many people we can suck into this. So, yeah, we were horribly conned. I mean, it's just an epic cheat. But it was still fun. I have to give it credit. It was a hell of a lot of fun.
4: Yeah, I think, uh, in a way, I, I think I kind of mirror what Bruce has to say. As far as it being, like, the biggest con in TV history, probably up there. I mean, I, I, I worry about, well, I don't really have any stock in how it shakes out. But I'm, I'm interested to see how the legacy of the show is looked at you know, five, ten years from now. And if it's something that's like millions of people got excited about this program, they all thought there was going to be some revolution to the thing, and at the end they kind of circled around back to the beginning and the storyline that they originally said it wasn't in the first place.
7: Did you catch the um, any of the Jimmy Kimmel thing? <laughs> yeah, I, see it, I saw some of it. Did you see the alternate endings?
4: Yeah,
1: yeah.
7: yeah. That was funny as hell. The alternate (laughs) endings, I think those kind of sum up why I don't hate the show and why it will probably be forgiven for doing everything that it did. Uh, They were obviously having so much fun with it and even spoofing themselves along the way. And I'm laughing my ass off because I know that they probably feel exactly like what they're spoofing right here. They just saw this, and what is it? It's Bob Newhart waking up in bed and dreaming that he had an inn in Vermont, and she's in bed with him. (laughs) You know, there's Kate in bed with it and say, I just had the craziest dream, too. Uh, they, it really was just one rung above the it was all a dream thing. Uh, they pretty much just said, threw everything they had out the window. But since everyone if was having so they had actually so much done that at the
6: end of the show. That might
7: have been pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it might have worked. I have to agree with you. Um, it's almost the mere fact that everyone simply, everyone involved had so much fun doing it. And everyone involved, all of us, had so much fun watching it. Uh, that we're willing to forgive them for having just, you know, BS'd us for six years. Because uh, that's really all it was.
4: Yeah, and I think the show was sort of salvaged by just a lot of really cool characters that yeah. that were put in this situation that eventually, kind of like we said, eventually the situation meant nothing, but the characters
6: were still fucking awesome.
4: Like, lost, the characters were band. still
7: awesome. Yeah, I, I do think that.
6: Um, Isn't that just like life? You like, just meant mirror life. We're all put into these yes. situations that are completely meaningless when we die. Were awesome characters going through
7: them, yes, I would fully agree with that. uh Did you notice that there was one person in the the Kimmel audience at the end when they were asking questions who said, Would you guys mind like uh putting yourselves onto some kind of reality t v camera or something on a webcast so so that I still have something to watch from week to week? <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to agree with that, so yeah, we're all going to miss the characters. That's really what it comes down to even though the characters themselves were inconsistent. Like they were asking, um I can't think of his name now, the guy that played Locke, Terry O'Quinn. Uh, they asked him all kinds of stuff about the smoke monster or, or when he even knew if he was playing the smoke monster. He said, no, no, I didn't know. <laughs> they would tell me. They just tossed me the script and I was playing it, you know, as it, as it came which sort of indicates the entire thing. It's like, look, the actors don't know what's going on. Uh, The storytellers don't know what's going on. The actors don't know what's going on. The audience doesn't know what's going on. Nobody knows what's happening here. We are just fucking around. I should be more pissed than I am, and I probably will be in retrospect. When it comes to the the history of the show, and when this does come up, and they say, well, what about this particular phenomenon? What about Lost? Uh, As drama... It, it satisfactorily proved my original victim, which is that there is no story in the world that cannot be told better in two hours than it can be told in two hundred. And, and proof of that is this story: the story of Lost has been told many times in horror and ghost stories uh, in ninety minutes or less. A Carnival of Souls pops immediately into mind. It's a classical little black and white chippy. you think the, 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 like, just
6: sort of, uh, and Tim too. The confounding thing about this show is they very easily could have um, tied up the sci-fi aspect of it, made sense of it, and done this ending. Yeah. They could have had their cake and eaten it, too, and yes. decided not to. And the only reason I can think not to is that Tim and I were discussing this before. Like, This is the first time, I think, in TV history where you have producers and writers who pay way too much attention to the message boards uh, and what people think. And so they're trying to, when they're writing, stay one he- step ahead of people but also that people online are usually assholes because you can be. And I think that there becomes this resentment of the audience that gets built into the scripts where it's like, oh, you want answers to what the island is? Fuck you. Here's a shitty episode that's going <laughs> to tell you more questions. And,
7: it's uh, not, the, and it's not it. the first time. The first time was Buffy. Uh, if there was ever a show that was written by committee and written by the public, it was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Now, the longer that show went on and the more the message boards were there, the more the message boards affected the show. Uh, but the same thing I think was probably happening with losses, is what you're bringing up. I would agree with that, and uh, there should not be a kind of a backlash of that sort, and they shouldn't be paying that much attention to the audience. But it's impossible not to. I do think that will come up when this show, when this show is discussed, it will be discussed as a phenomenon. Uh, Because it it did not tell a coherent story. And I'm glad you mentioned that they could have wrapped this up coherently. They really should have. Considering the amount of time that they had and the amount of time that was invested, they really should have done something more coherent with that uh I, I over the years i will probably come up with my own explanation for how it all works. <laughs> <laughs> not because i want to consciously think about it but because it will just bother me uh, you know <laughs> bits and pieces of it will be niggling at me over the years and saying hey, well, what about those kids that couldn't be born on the island? What do you think that was all about anyway? What are you talking about? It was all bullshit. Yeah, but, but what do you think that was all about?
4: Yeah, Jeremy and I have kind of been doing that <laughs> since the finale, sort of trying to explain things like, you know, why the polar bear was around and everything else. It's sort of like
7: – But I Actually, I heard somebody say – this was on a radio show, because, of course, you know, it was big news. The show was over, and local DJs said, now that it's over – Those of you that have invested your six years into this, was it worth it? And you got a good split, actually. Half of them said, oh, yeah, it was fantastic. You know, they had tears streaming down their face, and that's all they were thinking about. Uh, And the other half were, no, it sucked. What the hell? Nothing was explained on any of this. But one of them actually said that the polar bear ended up there because Jacob moved the island. Well, that may be, but uh didn't see that happen, so who knows. I I thought the Dharma Initiative might have brought it there for tests or study or something. That's what we said, yeah.
4: Jeremy's right about it. It's just just maddening because you think they should have and could. Like you said, they had so much time. They had three years to fucking get this thing wrapped up in a way that satisfied everybody. Oh, sure. It's almost like – and I don't buy the whole – notion that they've said, and they said after the Across the Sea thing, where they were like, you know, you can't please everybody with the answers. It was like, yeah, but you please nobody with no answers. It's because there were no answers. (laughs) Anybody with no answer. That's like my response to them. It's like, you know...
6: Yeah, you're not even trying.
7: That was sort of You're response. not even trying. Yeah, yeah you, You've thrown some mythical people at us who, who can't possibly exist with no explanation, which is worse than no explanation. So it's like, well, the, the answer to this is no answer. Uh, the answer to this is more questions that have no answers. How's that? Come on. Right. You have to they're, smart as enough,
6: they're smart enough writers where I have to think that, like I said, I, I, it, it's a conscious decision
7: to be assholes. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what I think it comes down to? I think from the start that they knew where this was going to end, but they didn't know exactly how to get it there. And that they, they just sort of made everything up. I've said for a long time that they were making a hell of a lot of it up as they went along. Now I think they were making all of it up as they went along. And they had been criticized for that for many quarters over the years, but I believe that criticism is probably correct. They were literally just stroking themselves very heavily under the table and coming up with whatever they could come up with to keep everybody watching. Uh, in other words, the show was selling itself. It was already a phenomenon and they were continuing to sell it, but they had to sell it with bullshit because they just didn't know what else to sell it with. Uh, which is kind of a sad testament to the producers. I, I do have to say this much in criticism. Thank you guys anyway for having entertained me all these years, but seriously, don't you have any talent? This is not hard. Anyone that I know could have come up with uh, some sort of of overarching explanation that would have made sense out of all of this in not too long a period of time. You could have settled this in in a very few number of episodes and actually tied it all up. Uh, So it is is kind of alarming that you've got people that are pulling this kind of salary down in Hollywood that that literally just don't seem to have any talent. They're just tossing it out there and making it up as they go along.
4: Yeah, well, you also wonder, too, like... I don't know how much you follow the new, the lost news, I know Jeremy does as much as I do. You almost kind of wonder in a way too if these two guys, uh, the producers, Damon and Carlton, if in a way they kind of got too sidetracked by their own fame from the whole thing. Do you know what I mean?
7: I think there might be a strong case to be made for that. They may have had some ideas they wanted to play with, but uh, it's kind of like a drug, you know? I mean, they're riding a wave of popularity here and um, they might have had every intention to actually wrap things up and sort of painted themselves into a corner. <laughs> Said, I, I don't know how we get out of this. What do we do now? Uh, in which case, if it were me, I would have gone outside and talked to somebody and gotten some consultation and see what I could have done to tie it all up, because I don't think that would have been hard. Yeah, yeah. I, I could come up with any number of different ways to tie it up myself if I wanted to. I don't know why they didn't.
4: On top of that, it's just it's just like that. maybe they just got so wrapped up in their own fame of the whole thing that they're – that their work suffered, if you will. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It feels like, especially because it's the last season. Yeah. I mean, they were doing so many interviews and shit and doing so many appearances and everything else. It's like, you don't see too many show creators doing that. Like, David Chase didn't do that really with Sopranos. and and But these guys became celebrities for being it's the guys the podcast. behind. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, at some point, maybe, it got to the point where, like, they they like started
7: to think they were the stars of the fucking show. Yes. It's like a drug. They're writing their own popularity. That's kind of the point. Plus, uh, you have to marvel at the fact that we're actually spending this much time talking about a show that is the equivalent of Paris Hilton. It is famous solely for being famous. It hasn't really done anything. It's just famous because it is. That's pretty profound. I like that. That should be where we end it. I think so.
4: (laughs) I think that's the perfect place to end it. Anything else? (laughs) Any last remaining thoughts on Lost? Are you ready to put it to bed, Bruce?
7: No, I think that pretty well sums it up. We covered it all pretty well. Uh, This was extremely entertaining. I couldn't have enjoyed myself more. And and I am glad that I, like I said, the thing was a complete cheat, but I am glad that it was there anyway because I certainly had a hell of a lot of fun with it.
4: Exactly. It was a great ride, and then at the end you realize that it was just a ride. It was a great ride. All right, well, thank you for returning to the Lost Cast. We got a ton of great feedback uh, on your first appearance. And I'm sure people will be riveted by what you've had to say here about the finale. You and I will be talking soon, I'm sure, for BOA Audio. Like I said, thanks again. It's been a lot of fun doing the Lost cast. We do. We're planning on a spinoff show from this. Uh, if Lost can't have a spinoff, we will, and <laughs> and, we're, and devoted mostly to, but devoted pretty much to pop culture and stuff. So this will not be the last time we talk to you in this, uh, you know, easy, laid back setting. So we'll be talking to you in the future.
7: Outstanding, all
4: right, buddy. Thanks a lot.
7: you bet. Have a good one. take care.
4: Well, we've had a lot of memories here on the lost cast. Jeremy. What do you say? we take a, a little walk down memory lane and uh look back at some of the uh more hilarious and fun moments here on the lost cast the last three months.
2: Oh, Tim, hold me!
4: I can't. I. All right, I will. I'll hold you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um.
6: So this is what I think will happen in the end. Since hold I'm on a minute. We don't have anything else. Oh, go ahead. Uh. Okay. back to what we talked about privately which is that we actually have the worst uh, lost podcast ever because at least one of us namely me doesn't remember half of uh, the timeline and uh, character names like you're never gonna you're never gonna solve anything if you listen to this show
4: your half doesn't really keep track of all the little details and my half sort of just veers wildly across the whole plane of the narrative and the story so it's like, so so, so, your, so your lack of details and everything is trying to bolster my own. <laughs>
6: blind leading the blind. Exactly.
4: There was a second Jacob, and that's how he was off the island all those times.
6: Because he. I feel like whatever we say about this is going to be wrong and and come out convoluted. We probably shouldn't talk about it. The whole
4: fucking thing is convoluted. <laughs> the whole thing.
6: Oh, we just fucking solved it. We just solved Lost. That's, it. that's the answer. We just solved Lost. Yeah, but then we just solved Lost. Wow. <sighs> Just we take should. a moment. You ready? We just solved lost. Amazing. I think we should alert the media. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: all right. Well, then that's possible. But then what happens? He goes in there. Well, that's the worst case you know, scenario. I don't think that'll actually happen, though. Right. So that won't happen.
6: So Jack. <laughs> Wait Did we solve Well, them? I just, Well, I mean, I just I just figured it out, and so I just talked myself out of my own ending. So Jack <laughs> has to stop. Stop so the presses. <laughs> <laughs>
4: This is why I don't feel bad about mocking him. But I say, no, I should feel bad about mocking him, actually. This is, well, I'm like a sociopath here. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what the right emotion I should have had is. He, <laughs> he To appear normal. Yeah, exactly, yes. I will you. All I'm going to say is, Get some tissues because it is going to be a very special edition of the Lost Cast. It's our last episode. Well, I always have tissues because I've always referred to this as the masturbation show. I was, yeah. I figured once I said tissues, you were going to work a masturbation angle into that. So, yeah. Well, that
6: was pretty nice, though. You got to admit, that was quick. Yeah. <laughs> I love. And frankly, as far as masturbation quips go, it was tasteful. It was. Yes. No. 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 It was tasteful.
4: It was classy. It was classy. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at the uh, last stop on the Lost Cast finale tour. We've finally picked up the uh, seventh member of the Lost Cast 7. He was our holdout. I guess you could call him our Kate. No offense intended. (laughs) Actually, it was intended. I actually chose the Kate one for that. (laughs) (laughs) Great. I know. Well, you know, hey, it's been a long night. It's been a long week. And uh, we're coming at you Friday evening, and uh, Jeremy, I think, has vacillated back and forth on the actual finale about four times since it aired. I've switched back and forth about three or four times myself, and I've been dying to talk to the final member of the Lost Cast 7, Jeff Ritzman, because if I recall from his first appearance on the program, he dreamed of Lost, or at the very least had Lost Notes and so he's yeah. an intense fan, just like I was, and still am, and just like Jeremy was, and still is. So who better to really uh, sort of reflect on the finale of Lost than Jeff Ritzman? And I haven't talked to him at all, really, uh, since last time he was on the show. So uh, I don't. He never remember. called me. So you know. I don't even you have your number, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy won't give it to me. Oh, he's okay. trying to. You're welcome. He, He's try- oh, yeah. Well, you know, I do like a late-night drunken phone call, but it's usually profound. I didn't say which one was welcome. Oh, well. that's true. Uh-oh.
3: Anyway. <laughs> that
4: All right, so anyway, uh, Jeff Ritzman, obviously, welcome yeah. back to the show. Vaney's here, as you- folks have heard. Uh, it's going to be a little fast and loose because, as I said, it's Friday evening, and I'm also watching my beloved Celtics uh, crush the Orlando Magic. Uh, so welcome back, Jeff. What did you think of the finale of Lost? I'm dying to
3: find out. Well, I mean I mean overall I liked it, but I think about um I don't know, and probably some of your other guests have already chimed in on this. I think probably about halfway through it, I said, Yeah, I don't think we're getting all the answers (laughs) to to all of this uh tonight. I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. And so now I've seen that um they are advertising that there will be additional scenes and, and about a, a close to an hour's worth of extra material. Oh wow! About an hour. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Wow, that's like so, a whole other episode. Uh, yeah, so it's like you're you, that's where they say they're going to wrap up all of these real pertinent loose ends, the big ones, I suppose. Like, what is the island? Maybe that would be a good one. Don't
4: hold your breath on that one. I don't think that'll ever (laughs) get solved.
3: I I think that's always going to be an enigmatic point. But you know, stuff about Walt, I'm sure, is going to be talked about in there, and um, I'm sure a bunch of other stuff that that didn't get covered. But um, but overall, I I liked it. I liked. um, I mean, I went into work and I said, you know, it was kind of a shock ending to me. I I don't know. I, I I think when Jack opened up the coffin at the end, I think I said, well. Either he'll be in it or it'll be empty, and I was right. It was empty, and um, I think at that point, that's when I said, "Okay, they're dead. That's that's what's going on here. He's, he's dead. This is now. Is this all? Is this kind of like a uh, a Vincent resolution now transferred to Jack? You know, has this all been Jack's dying dream, and that's what this is all about? And no, that wasn't it. But to me, it was a shock ending because the the parallel universe wasn't actually a parallel universe. It was. A universe completely removed from the timeline altogether. Yeah, it was. Perfect. So I thought it was kind nice. of neat. You know, I mean, that was uh, that was interesting. And of course, I've been getting a lot of you know, like from my coworkers and friends, like, "Well, they've been dead since the plane crash." Yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, I didn't get that at all. I I, I got that. Uh, Christian Shepherd said, "You know, some of these people died before you, and some long after you." and uh, there is no here, there is no now, it's just, it is what it is, and so that, that kind of resolved that for me, but I, I overall, I really enjoyed it, I, I well, I'll tell you what I didn't like, okay. what I didn't like was uh, <laughs> the big rock, the big cork. <laughs> the butt plug of Destiny? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I mean, that whole set, I mean, did anyone else, you know, smell the chlorine in the water in that scene from, like, a Disney ride? I mean, <laughs> that's what it looked like to me. Um, Always hated their special effects. I think uh, the yeah, I'll say that unequivocally. I think this show deserved a lot better. Uh, I think the set design, and by and large, was great. I just think that when it came to the really uh, over-the-top events, that I think they could have been portrayed a, lot, a hell of a lot better. But, hey, it's, it's TV. I, I just think they could have spent a little more budget on a, a really good set for that, that quirk scene. I maybe done something a little different with it. And maybe not made it so. Uh, I don't know. Maybe added a new twist in there and made everything real polished metal, and then that would have been a whole nother. Like, what is all that? Yeah. Rather than this prehistoric-looking weirdness, uh, I, I just I, you know I don't. I, I really I really didn't care for that part at all. But uh, I'd say by and large, it was it was very good. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I've been in a funk like the rest of the whole fucking week. Like a depression? I just, well, I don't know what the hell it is. It's just, you know, it, it's weird. I, I wrote Jeremy like the next day after it, and I said, are you still an afterglow from this? Because, you know, I can't really shake this off. And uh, I, I guess it was just, you know, you spend, what, six years watching this show? Yeah. And and becoming emotionally invested in the, in the story and the characters. And all, and then all of a sudden, it, it's, it's done. Over, I mean, yeah. It's done. And it's like, man... You know, not not what am I going to do with my Thursday, Thursday nights, but what, what what's going to be the most engaging thing on television now? And, um, and since I hate sports, <laughs> there's nothing for me there. <laughs> so, you know, I think that anyone that could say they hated it or that it sucked, like I see on the net a lot of that. I see a lot of it sucked. They didn't explain this, they didn't explain yeah. that. I think a lot of people just, um, you know, go back to that old Seinfeld thing, you know, I like stuff I don't have to think about, and you know, and I think that's it. I mean, this is this is definitely a show that re- requires and demands you to think. Okay, And so right. For that, I really I really enjoyed it.
4: Well, you've given me a lot to think about here and a lot to respond to, Jeremy. Do you have anything to say before I jump in?
6: Yeah. On that note, here's what I was thinking about today because we just did on uh, Paratopia, you know, just did a thing about the Kogi, and we've been talking about Kogi, in Indigenous heart versus Rational hierarchical mind, and I think that's kind of where this comes in uh, on this show. It's like if you connect with you know the heart of this thing, then you're gonna be like, Yeah, all these people died. I mean, in the end, we all die, and then it doesn't matter what those mysteries were, what matters was the connection between the people, okay? And that's that's the ride, and if you're you know, rational, logical, you're like, well, no, I don't care about that crap. (laughs) I I want the answers to these, you know, technical mysteries that ultimately don't matter when you die, but they shouldn't have died anyway, because what an awful ending, or whatever, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So I kind of feel like that's, I I would almost be interested to see if it, you know, if more women like to be ending than men, too. I think that might be something to look at. That would Um, be
4: interesting, yeah.
6: Yeah. Well, I guess... I think it's all about priorities. In the end... I mean, I think that the thing that really bugged you and, and me and, and probably a lot of people was, as we stated already, the fact that these producers became mini-celebrities, and we know that they're, they're bullshitting on some level to cover their tracks, and that really bothers us. But in the end, does the show stand on its own? I don't know. I, I didn't think so. I, it, you know, Like you said, I'm vacillating. I just watched it again right before we're doing this, and uh, it swayed me right back in. It's like, man, you can't deny the power of that thing. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, I mean, I feel I feel
4: the same way, and like I've said in reflection i i I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with you, Jeff, like I really loved the finale, like I really thought it was excellent, but yeah, as the capper of the whole series, I mean, if we're gonna look at it as a series as a whole, I mean, I just feel like it's a broken series, I feel like it just didn't really achieve what it set out to in the first place, and even though the characters were. Some of the characters were fantastic, and I loved the way their stories ended. Like, the biggest character was the island and was the mystery in general, and I feel like that was just completely undersold. And I'm not even I'm not even someone that can sit here and talk to you and list, like, 52 different mysteries that I want solved. I just would have liked it to have made a little more sense in general. Do you know what I mean? And then there's a whole other yeah. part of me that, like you were saying about the people that you work with, I feel like they completely botched the fucking ending in the sense that they just rushed the whole to last ten minutes. To the point where like there were people like like we were joking about it on our show, the, the penultimate episode, where we were saying, you know, we we've had the opportunity to go back and watch it again, so now we got the full context of what Christian Shepard was saying. But I have a right. feeling that like a good eighty percent of the audience just never went back to watch it again. And so yeah. they're stuck with their initial interpretation. And I can guarantee you that 10 to 15 years from now, you're still going to be running into people that insist that they died at the very beginning of the show.
3: Right. Yeah. Because they didn't ever
4: fucking watch the scene again.
6: I don't think they they rushed it. I didn't feel like they rushed it at all. I think it was just overwhelming, especially because you had two hours of a special that most people probably watched beforehand. It's this overwhelming emotional thing. And by the time you get there, it's like you're kind of done talking, you know, you can listen to people talk and you're just sort of, crying and listening
3: we'll to the music. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can Have see you that. guys... I mean, my mom immediately said, see, I told you, season one, they were dead. Or season two, I was like, Mom, no. They didn't die then. They died all at different times. And that, and that, I, I think the hardest thing people are going to get their heads around is that 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 parallel universe was not a parallel. It was not of the same timeline as the island. It wasn't yeah, like in a the a super, timeline at all. It was a not flash a time forward.
4: Line. It was like a super well, flash forward. Was, if you're gonna try and explain it. Yeah.
7: Sure.
3: Yeah, you could say it that way. But uh, yeah, there was just a lot that didn't get explained. I think. Um, I, I mean, I can't. I, I can't deny how much I enjoyed the ending of it. But I think that I don't know. I it. it I kept waiting for that moment. And I think this is a lot of people's problems. I kept waiting for that moment for someone to save a line that was going to make the blood drain out of my face and me go, oh, and that never happened. You know, I kept waiting for some kind of, for some kind of straight bullet to hit me in the head that I never saw coming. And that never happened. That's what I was expecting. And that, that didn't happen. I mean, pretty much you could kind of see where it was going, you could kind of peg out like, how, how it might end. There were a couple of, oh, okay, you got that kind of thing, but for six years, I expected, you know...
4: Like some revelation that changed the whole series for you.
3: Yeah, I just, I, I expected something just to make my jaw hit the floor yeah. and go, oh my God, I didn't see that. I, no way. I mean that just never happened. I think that's what people expected. Just knowing the whole formula of this show and how it it, it, has, it was steeped in mystery, it was steeped in steeped in mysticism and all of these other weird things. And I think we all expected this thing that was going to drop on our heads like a cinder block out of nowhere, and that just didn't happen. Yeah. But it still it, it didn't kill the series for me. It didn't make it feel dumb. It, it, it It still had its twists, but those twists came, you know, it's kind of like eased in. Nothing really was a slap in the face. When Jack said, I died too, I was like, of course you did. (laughs) Yeah. You know, all these people are dead. But then I remember saying to my wife, Lisa, right after the show, I was like, okay, well then, wait a minute, you know, uh, Kate and uh, Sawyer and uh, who else was on the plane?
4: Lapidus and Miles and Claire. Miles and Claire,
3: right. Richard. Um, Now, now answer one thing for me. In a previous episode, that goddamn plane was rigged with C-4. Am I right?
4: Yeah.
6: Theoretically, yeah, they
4: must have taken it out or something.
6: Well, he took it out, and he, he, remember, he took that guy's... uh, And he made it into a bomb. Yeah, he made it into a bomb. He must have taken it all out.
4: Don't ask questions. they lead to more questions.
3: <laughs> oh, well, that's what got me. I mean, I, I, I couldn't. I said, "So wait a minute. All of the, all those people were in the church. How were, how were they dead? That doesn't make any sense. They got off the island. How are they there and they're not dead? Well, they were dead. It was that that whole timeline was really hard to get your head around to realize what was really going on. And so, therefore, that's why all of those people were there because it could be the year twenty nine thirteen for all we know, right? Uh, um But, uh, I just, you know, I I don't know. My bone of contention. I didn't get my shock ending.
4: (laughs) That's true. No, I I totally know what you mean. I was predicting a shock ending at the end where we'd be like a stunning sort of, not necessarily a cliffhanger, but like a throwback that would reveal a whole bunch of shit. Then you want to go back and watch the series again, but you, but now there's no reason to, I, I don't think it ruined the series necessarily, but I do think that fucking season six was a complete disaster. That's just my, I feel like the flash sideways were just a complete waste of time. And I've heard people argue where they're like, no, because they were working out their issues before they could pass on. And it was like, dude, but that was what they were doing on the fucking island for the last five seasons. Like, (laughs) like, wasn't the whole point of the island that this was a place you went to to work out your issues? I thought that was where they were leading us. And then they pulled a complete swerve and then don't even get me started on the bomb because we right, never got right. any resolution about the fucking fallout of the bomb. Right. I guess right. I guess what we're led to infer then is that the beginning of season 6 when she's in the tree and they can't hear anything and they are taken back to the future <laughs> when the swan imploded, that that's all the bomb did, was flash right. them forward in time. But it's like I, I don't know. The whole thing just like the flash sideways I was skeptical about them for a long time and sort of, I was hoping that there would be a better resolution for them, and they just didn't. Right. At the end of the day, it's I like, have, if, it, if, if the show was going to go on a season 7, I would have no problems, really. Right. But it's like, that's the end, dude. They blew all this time on a whole to swerve you at the last minute on the, the Sixth Sense thing.
3: Well, I agree with you about, about this season. I think that some episodes of it were brilliant. I think some episodes were I mean, filler would be an understatement to me. Right. Um, I, I remember watching an episode a couple of weeks ago. I think it was, and I said to my wife after it was over, "What the hell did we just watch?" <laughs> I mean, did you get anything out of that at all? Uh, it just seemed like a lot of just stammering and in the storyline. It just—I don't know. It didn't go anywhere. It didn't advance anything. We kept getting more and more into the. The, the parallel universe and not so much what was going on the island kind of story, kind of dragged for a couple of episodes. I was like, Jesus, can we, they don't have a lot of time here. and We got a lot of stuff to cover. Right. <laughs> can we get busy with this now? And they kind of did, but they kind of didn't. And so I guess they can argue that, well, we wanted some things to remain completely enigm- enigmatic about the show. And maybe that's, maybe that's their excuse and or reason. I don't know. I mean, I'm not in their head, so it's hard to tell, but just a lot of unanswered stuff for me. And probably a lot of unanswered stuff that I can't even remember.
4: What right. Yeah. They were. Seen, yeah. I've seen people post questions that I never would have even thought of that like mattered to other people. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, sure. People sure. are like, you know, I'm very interested in Charlotte's background. Right. It's like, it's like, well, I'm not, but to you, <laughs> to you, that's very critical. It's like, yeah. We never got the Lapitas flashback. It's like, right. all right, I, like, okay, I get that you're obsessed with the freighter people, but you know, all right. All right. I feel really. I mean, bad I will buy. it. I mean,
3: I can say that. I can say this. I will buy the DVD, the big set. That's for sure.
4: Yeah, I think uh-huh. I will too. Even though, I was no disappointed. I mean, I'm gonna want my I want my
3: grandkids to watch this show. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I still think it was the most compelling TV I've ever seen in my life, despite the fact that we didn't get all of the. All of the stuff worked out. That's somehow okay for me. I I still think it was an amazing series, and uh, uh, I don't feel. I mean, a lot of people out on the net saying they feel ripped off and cheated by it, that they wasted their time. I'm like, I don't know how you can say that. Uh, I mean, we all enjoyed talking about the mysteries. We all enjoyed theorizing and all of that. And in the end, they gave us resolution of the story. What's not to like? because every little bit didn't get addressed. I mean, how can you be, how can you throw it all away on that? It was still pretty powerful stuff, so that's that's the way I look at it. I still enjoyed it.
4: Jeremy, your thoughts? I agree. Oh, Jesus.
6: Well, no, I think that, uh, I mean, I hate to sound like one of the producers, but the characters are so compelling. <laughs> but that is what made me, I mean, the more I think about it, I own all of the seasons on D V D and I've watched them all, uh now all of them, three times. And the first couple of seasons, more than that, because you know, I own them before I um, and certainly was watching them on my own a number of times before I started trying to get my friends into it. And then once I get my friends into it I'll watch them all with my friends. And the reason I'm doing that is because I love these characters. And I love I feel like I'm with friends. I mean, it sounds stupid, but it feels like I'm watching my friends get through this stuff. And so the thing that keeps me going back isn't really the mysteries of the island. And I think, you know, on DVD, if the hour or so worth of material is integrated into them and not just like, here's some bullshit deleted scene or something, you know, here's something we could have done. But if it's actually integrated into some of those final episodes, man, that's going to be awesome. You know, it's like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I, I still don't think there. they're going to integrate it. them into the... But I think that the reason, like I said, I think I will gladly go back and watch this Trek one more time at least, you know, because I just... It's just a great show, whether they answer those things or not. I i can't get around that. I, I yeah, guess. it frustrates me, but I still love it.
4: Yeah, I mean, I still like the characters, obviously, but just something about it just rubs... The whole thing just kind of rubs me the wrong way. I'm not... I'm not necessarily, like, turning on the series. I'm not, like, one of those people that's like, fuck Lost, they fucked me. You know what I mean? But I'm like, I feel like
6: it went astray somewhere
4: a while back. And
6: well, it did not go astray, but here's, I mean, getting back to the heart-mind thing, it's like when you have time to bitch about it and nitpick, then it's like you really start to hate it. But then when you immerse yourself back into it and actually watch it, you're like, oh, Lost, I could never hate you. You know what I mean? So it's only like with distance when you're out of the moment of the series that you're like, oh this I see all these flaws and I hate these producers and they screwed us. That's probably true. They did screw us. I mean, there's no doubt. Yeah, yeah, they did. I'm just saying I don't think that's a deal breaker (laughs) the way I thought I thought I would when I watched it, you know, when in watching it the third time here.
3: So so let me ask something here, And now that I'm thinking back to like the first episode or the second episode. When we saw what we all, I'm sure, back on episode five or six thought was an invisible dinosaur, right? <laughs> Remember that? The smoke Remember monster, the roaring yeah. and and I mean, what was that? Was yeah. that that was Man in black? That was the smoke guy, right? Sure. <laughs> that's the
4: other. Okay. That's the that's the part that like I read someone's post somewhere this week because I've been reading a shitload about loss. I have super Lost fatigue now, but someone's like. Now these dudes are going to sit back and let everyone else do the fucking work for them at the end. And so you see people on forums that are, like, explaining, you know, like, because when we did the penultimate cast, we were kind of saying this, where we were like, well, most of the answers you can kind of infer anyway. But then, like, in retrospect, it's like, you know what, dude? I shouldn't have to fucking infer all the answers. (laughs) Right. Like, that's their fucking job to give me the answers. We made a deal. I was going to watch, and they were going to fucking solve this at the end. And they didn't, right. they didn't hold up their end of the deal.
3: Yeah, I agree.
4: I mean, that's yeah. what annoys me. And, it's, and like, I love the ending. I love the characters, and I love the way it ended. But at the same time, it's like the story itself really fucking didn't end in a proper way. It's like they, you know, they had to replace Jacob because fucking Man in Black was going to leave. But then the Man in Black, at the very last minute, decided he was going to destroy the island instead. Like, mm. if you, like, look back on just the plot of this fucking final season, it makes, com- like, completely no sense at all. Mm. Saeed's infected, but he's not infected. But we're
6: not sure if he is or not. But but I do think right. he was. I think it was all about he was told about this stuff. I think there's a lot of it is, like, <laughs> if you're told something, you believe it, you know. Okay,
4: well, what about the, uh, how about they they captured Claire and tested her, and she's infected,
6: so. Well, I don't believe that either. I don't think there was an infection. <laughs> but you're left but just like I don't. Just like I don't think that there were. You know, you can't get off the island rules. You know, that was just what Jacob said. We don't really. You know, you make up your own stuff. Maybe there's another way. I mean, I think all of that is sort of like inferred in a way. <laughs> that I mean, that's the problem though.
4: You you hit the magic phrase there, right in the middle. Yeah, you can make up. You make up your own stuff. That in a way, that kind of was what bothers me now, in retrospect, about the series in general, where it's like it could be A, B, or C. You decide. It's like you know.
6: I mean, yes, I don't, so I don't mind. Before, could they have tied all of this stuff up and made us all happy? Yes. So why didn't they? I don't know. But when I go back and watch it, am I crying like a baby? Yes, I am.
3: Well, it's just because you're a wuss.
6: Yes, um, that's correct. But,
3: <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I mean, when you're talking about the infection, we're talking about the same infection that killed off everybody that came with Russo. So we I think, can't see that. Yeah. I can't can't say that that's not. I don't think anything did. I think the smoke
6: monster probably killed off everyone that was with Rousseau, and then she just wow. thought it was an infection.
4: Yeah, and maybe he was impersonating their dead bodies. Oh, uh, we just solved another mystery. There you go. Yeah, there it is. This Lost cast has answered more questions than Lost the fucking show.
3: Well, I, I, I think the only reason that, or one of the only reasons, I mean, I definitely want to see the added footage stuff, and I definitely want to see the interviews and probably maybe some of the other explanations that come up within the DVD, but the other reason I want to watch all of these again is because now that I know what certain events are, I want to see how they weave into the final product at the end.
4: And see if it actually so that, makes more cohesive sense.
3: Yeah. Like I say, Oh, okay. Now I know that's the smoke monster stomping around out there. Now I know this is what this is and that's what this is. And now I get this and you know, let me tell you how big a loss fan I am. I went out Wednesday night with $100 in my wallet. I came back home with none. I walked back in here from Home Depot with everything that it will take. To
4: build a hatch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me <my> ideas. <laughs> to, 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 to have everything it will take to make the cave with the light and the water and water in it.
4: Oh, God. You're going to make the light cave at your house?
3: I'm starting a pond by my gazebo in the backyard oh, which will traverse the backyard and I will have the cave with the running water and the bright light at the back corner of the yard. Jeremy, you know my yard. You know you know how it's Sir great. are utterly, utterly insane. You don't even like that light cave. And you're going to recreate
6: it. I think it's cool.
4: <laughs> Are you going to make your son oh, yeah. swear to protect it forever and fucking give him a I, I like, you
3: don't it. I like the outside. I don't like it when they crawl down in it and they look like a fucking Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Oh, that you're going to like. the outside of the cave. Oh. The outside, that's correct, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, just, uh, I just think that'd be neat to sit in the gazebo at dark and watch that bastard twinkle off in the distance.
4: Yeah, inside so, uh, that's where you're going to keep the snowblower or the lawnmower, depending on what you're <laughs> Right. It's Sorry. in the glow cave. And, where's the, where's the yeah. snowblower? blower? It's in the glow cave. And,
3: and, and next time Vanny comes to visit, I'm going to knock him in the head and float him down in it. <laughs> see what happens. Oh my.
4: You turn into the smoke monster, yeah. Vanny.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're just TV, man. You know, <laughs> you guys are, kind of,
4: exactly. Yeah. You guys are kind of winning me over that, you know, I shouldn't. Well, at the same time, I also have lost fatigue. So I'm just sort of like, you know what. Just like what you said. It's just a TV show. I don't really.
6: Tim. What? Allow me to be the Christian shepherd to your jack. Did they screw you over? Yes, they did. (laughs) But it's all okay. Well, it's okay because it's (laughs) over now. At least. (laughs) It's all okay. At least like,
4: you know, at least I'm no longer like in the midst of a rape. At least now it's over and I can look back on it and be like, yeah, I was ass raped. You know.
6: (laughs) Open the doors to your
4: DVD set.
6: And put them in.
4: Well, you made a good point on. On, on on the rec center forum where you're like, you know, I think that they have just set themselves up now for a cottage industry. Like, I, I wonder if at some point, even, it, I would feel it would be a tragedy almost, a tragic turn of events if, like, <laughs> if they're, like, gearing up for the final season. They're like, all right, dude, here's the here's the layout for the final season. Every answer is in there. And they're like, no, you fucking idiot. We're not giving, like, ABC or Disney or fucking J.J. Abrams. It's like, we're not doing that. We're giving none of the answers, dude, because we have, like, X, Y, and Z planned out for the next fucking 15 years. We're going to, like, yeah. not hold... Like, so you you essentially said that, you know, they're going to turn this into a cottage industry of answers now, which makes perfect sense and then makes you even angrier, though, when you think back on it. You're like, wait a well,
3: minute. Well, how would they do that? How would they turn that into something that... You know, a, I mean, lost, a lost
4: movie that answers maybe fucking where the Dharma Initiative came from because Hurley turns the fucking donkey wheel back in time and Hurley's back at Dharma time and he has to found the others.
6: Books. <laughs> yeah. books. Okay. Or, or books. Well, I think all of the above. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I think it's just like Lucas. It's like you have canon you know, Hurley's time on the island with the Hurley bird and Ben. You know, you're going to have that little series spin off probably. Comic you,
3: could, you could do individual diaries, which would be actually kind well, of nice.
6: Because I, I don't know if I told you this, Jeff, or if you saw it on G4. Uh, Michael Emerson was on there saying that they did shoot a 14-minute What Happens with uh, Hurley and Ben on huh? the islands for the DVDs. So that's one of the things that's going to be on the DVDs. And I almost wonder if that's not putting out a fishing line to see if people love it and latch onto it, then that's going to be the next thing that they do.
3: Well, yeah. maybe like a movie. Yeah, maybe.
6: And
4: then, maybe like since whole, Kate holding out
3: for more, yeah.
6: Since all the big name,
4: you know, Kate and Sawyer are off the island, Jack's dead. You really only have to contract them for like a, a small amount of scenes. Yeah. So next thing you know, it's a movie fucking that centers around Hurley and Ben and the island and shit. Some big bad guy that comes back, you know? Who knows? Mister mm-hmm. Pike, the evil they fucking. They stop getting
6: food sent to the island, and Hurley goes nuts. Oh, he eats Ben. <laughs> <laughs> you were a great number two, and you made great number two. Oh, oh God. That's <laughs> disgusting.
3: And there it is, just past the measure of good taste. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: uh. Yep. Jeremy uh, puts it right up to uh, the did, line and then stomps it. Did, did, did you
3: guys happen to see the video that's out there? I can't remember who did it, but it was a montage of all the questions that went unanswered. Yeah, we were just yeah. talking about that, yeah. Okay. The food drops. What do you think that was about? <laughs> like, who was dropping the food?
4: You know, I have no idea. The more I'm thinking of it, though, I was thinking of actually the other day, too, that, like, if they really want to, like, I don't know what the, <laughs> I'm not even that big enough of, a, of, a, of, like, a sci-fi fan to know what retcon means, if you stretch out what the abbreviation is, but apparently it's like going back later in the story and sort of rewriting the past of your story. I have a feeling, like, if they want to get away with, like, Ben's network of others on off the island and how the food drops happened or something, they just fucking just take Hurley and his multi-billion dollar empire and, like, have him time travel back in time. And that's when he establishes the Others. And that's how the Others are like some multinational corporation, because they use all of Hurley's money. So Uh there you go. That's how the... That's how the Dharma food drops happen, because Hurley actually leaves the island and sets up a whole off-island enterprise of people who are responsible for helping to take care of the island. Huh. What, there you go. That's Lost, the movie.
3: Tim, you've done it again. Thank he's, you. He's fucking brilliant. You know?
4: <laughs> Unfortunately, Lost, the movie will really be about, like, the the additional new cave that fucking no one told him about. <laughs> that they, the new third others are in charge of protecting, and they'll never tell you who they are either.
3: Well, there's going to be a new fountain with a new hole with a lot of light, and when they go down there, they're going to find Spock's coffin. <laughs> That's the movie.
4: Who's coffin? Spock. Oh, Spock. <laughs> I thought that was some, like, amalgamation of flock. <laughs> so, yeah, and I was, I just, you know, I like the finale, but at the same time, it was like, I, feel, I just felt like they were just kind of like going through the motions the whole last season. so the, to Just just to get it over with, almost. And a lot of it just didn't make any sense.
3: It just felt like a drag to me. A I lot I, I mean, I, I don't think that... I think some episodes had some good info in them and resolved some stuff. But, I don't know. I, I said the whole last season, I said, God, they're just making more problems. They're making more and more and more. There's no way this is all getting resolved in one night. And so my antsiness about the final episode was about halfway through. I said, yeah, this is – it's okay. I don't even care anymore. Yeah, that's how you know, yeah, I, I was after happens. the across you just the You see what episode. happens to everybody, you know? Yeah. yeah. You see what happens to everybody past that. I know I'm not getting my answers now, so it's okay. Let me just see what happens. And that was it. Like I said, my only real disappointment uh, is – there was no jaw dropping moment. And that's kind of what I was waiting for. I kept waiting for that and waiting for that. And it never quite hit me. Yeah. So, you know, but there was still a, kind of a, uh, a little bit of a slap in the face at the end that what the parallel universe really was, because I, up until the very end, I didn't get it. I, I, I didn't not even remotely. And I, what I, what I, when I rewatched it last night, um, or night before last, when Kate and Jack are in the parking lot of the church. And he says, why'd you bring me here? And she's just got that look about her. I don't know. There was something genuinely creepy about the way she looked at him. And I said, uh, and that was when I knew, oh, shit, they're all dead. And now she knows, and now they all know, and now what happens? That was when I realized, okay, I think everybody's, Everybody's dead here. Everybody knows what's going on. This is all about Jack. You know, they're all waiting for him. And and so that's you know, I mean it I mean, I still cried at the end. It it still was an amazing show, it was still an amazing ending, but you never quite got that that punch. And what if and, you
6: went right from the bomb blowing up in last season straight wow. into the finale? Would that have worked and just cut out the entire season six except for the finale? I was thinking
4: of that. You could actually have condensed season... Yeah, I mean, you could have condensed season six into, like, three episodes, really. Three or four. Yeah, I mean, no, you really didn't need a lot of it. Like, the first half of all the Flash Sideways you could live without, they were really pointless.
6: Like I don't know if they were or not, because it's, you know, in the end, it's you're, you're trapped in this world of what your ideal is, What you know, for... In truth, not in what you wish your ideal was, but in truth what your ideal is for you. And I think it's interesting to see, you know, Saeed still torturing himself over that woman that he doesn't believe he deserves, even in death, you know, uh, because that's not really what he wants, even though he thinks he wants her. What he really wants is uh, what's-her-face who shows back up. Yeah, but then,
4: like, like if you look at the, the issues they had to work through in those Flash Sideways, like, then... Like, just look at the Ben uh, episode, for example, because I guess you could say maybe they intent- Obviously, they intended it that way because it was Ben on the island and Ben off the island. But, like, if we're looking at working through your issues, didn't Ben work through his fucking issues, like, on the island when the chick was about to kill him and he had that fucking nervous breakdown? He's like, because no one will have me. And she's like, I'll have you. I mean, that was him working through his issues, not him being a history teacher and blackmailing the principal. Hmm. Like, there was no, I mean... No, I don't think he was working
6: through issues in that. Well, maybe he was, I don't know. Then what was he doing in the fucking, you know, like... (laughs) Then what was the point of those things? Well, I think the point was, like, his ideal life was he got to be normal. So normal that he's nerdy, and he's got this, you know, he's got his daughter with him. He gets to protect her. But, you know, it's weird, because in a way, some of the coolest stuff was the temple stuff, And that could have been the thing that that they didn't need to bring into this at all. Yeah. If you want to talk about stuff they could have cut, why did they even do that temple stuff other than it was really cool?
4: I just felt like somebody pointed out, too, that just, like, the season ended up amounting to a lot of what they did towards the end of the show, which was just, like, traveling from one end of the island to the other for, like, no apparent... Like, just going in circles on the island. we got to go to the Hydra Island. Now we're back off the Hydra Island. We're coming back to the main island. We're going to the other's fucking other town, but now we're going from the other town to the Glow Cave. It was just like a lot of traveling around for no reason. I don't know. Well, anyway, we've gone way too long here already on the on the Ritzman portion of the Lost Cast finale because we've got a ton of other people that are on the show. So I guess what are your final thoughts, Jeff, on uh, Lost here as we uh, close the book from the Lost Cast 7?
3: I want the DVDs.
6: <laughs> I can't help
4: you with that's that. What
3: I, that's, that's what I want. I mean, you know, I I, I think it's a great show. I think, uh, um, I'm like I said, I want my grandkids to see it. I think it was that good. I think it was that compelling a story, and um, and I look forward to seeing what they put out in the DVDs. I mean, I, I'm a complete lost whore, so I'll buy them, and, and probably anything else that comes along. So, uh, I, I just I would like to have more stuff resolved, and maybe that will give it to me.
4: Well, we thank you for uh, deeming us your presence here on the Lost Cast finale. Yeah. I know Jeremy had to hunt you down like Ilana hunted Saeed, but we eventually yeah, right. I know Jeremy It's a pleasure to have met you.
6: <laughs> Is that finally. what he says? Or something? No, I'm saying that to Jeff. It's a pleasure to have finally met you.
3: Yes.
4: <laughs> anyway, so thank you for appearing on the uh, the Lost Cast series finale. Thank you for joining us throughout the season. It's been a fun ride. Sure. You know, I really enjoyed it quite a bit, and as you've probably heard, Jeremy and I are going to launch a pop culture podcast coming out of this limited run pop culture podcast, thirteen episodes. So we'll have you back on to maybe talk about the uh, that tour you were talking about, Metallica,
3: Iron Maiden. I'm sorry, I'm an asshole. Metallica, what is that? I can't,
4: (laughs) I can't keep track of all those bands. Anyway, the, the Iron Maiden tour and yeah. and whatever the hell else you want to talk about this summer. We'll talk about concerts. Yeah. My first concert, Sticks, which I saw in concert and also my experience at Woodstock. Jeremy, you go to much concerts?
6: No, I've, I've only gone to a handful in my life.
4: Somehow that, that doesn't surprise me. It hurts. That I said it that? that it's it hurts that you said that and it hurts that it's true. <laughs> I've only gone to a handful as well, but that's something we'll save... Uh, for the podcast or whatever the hell we're yes.
6: going to call it, I have a very funny concert story for the the podcast. Oh, By the way, some, Jeff, will uh, you story. be when Tim and I do this? Are, are you going to get really jealous and break off our friendship and just start trashing me? Or? Yeah, I'm not um. stealing Jeremy from you.
5: <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah,
6: yes, I will. <laughs> you are my constant. Oh wait, <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs>
4: people yeah. don't know. That's yeah. why, yeah, that's why they're shutting down Paratopia because Jeff's been angry ever since we launched the Lost Cast. That
3: right, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and and I'll be maligning Tim routinely online and on other podcasts.
4: Oh <laughs> wow! Well.
3: It. Deh, deh,
4: deh,
2: deh, deh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so we have that to look forward to as well. Awesome.
4: Well, anyway, oh, yeah. Thanks again, Jeff, for uh, for doing this with us. We had a lot of fun, and uh, we'll be talking to you in the future.
3: Okay, Tim. And as a preemptive for our future discussions, uh, good fuck yourself.
4: Oh well. <laughs> I, it's not the first, and it won't be the last time I've heard that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Usually it comes from a woman, but I'll take what I can get.
3: Okay. Thanks, Tim.
4: That does it for this special edition of BOA Audio Season 5 also known as the series finale of The Lost Cast. Well, first of all, thanks to, of course, Red Son Superman, Karen Dolan, Jason Offit, Bruce Rocks, and Jeff Ritzman for coming on the show here and helping us to celebrate and close out the series that is Lost. Um, I feel like, you know, we talked earlier about maybe doing some wrap-up thoughts on the series, but at the same time, I'm almost sort of uh, in full-blown lost fatigue at this point. I feel like there's not much left, really, to say about all this. What do you think?
6: Yeah, I feel like we've both been sitting in the brainwashing chair that, you know, in Ben's compound with our eyes forced open watching and listening to this stuff the last week. I think it's pretty clear that that when I'm watching the show finale, I'm in love with it, and when I have a little distance from it, I'm, you know, my skepticism kicks in and so, you know, make of that what you will. <laughs> I've never experienced anything like this with a TV show. Um, so I guess on that level, it's it's a masterpiece. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that my bottom line is it's frustrating because they are lying about certain things and they did screw it up. But their screw up is still better than ninety nine percent of other television.
4: That's a pretty accurate assessment. Yeah, I think I think we're in agreement there. You hit the nail on the head. It's like a grand magic trick almost, where you enjoy it while you're watching it, but then afterwards, like, wait a minute, what just happened here? Right. They never actually answered anything. But I'm crying.
6: And yeah, it would be like <laughs> if you you know sawed the woman in half and made her disappear and never brought her back whole again.
4: <laughs> right, right.
6: <laughs> it, like, that was the trick. You're like, well, wait, bring her back. And we we need to see her walk out of the box and say ta-da. But uh, that didn't that part didn't happen. Right. And instead... Instead, they were just like, we sawed her in half, we made her disappear, and she went to heaven. I mean, duh, guys, we sawed her in half. <laughs> <She's>
4: yeah. <dead. laughs> Don't you get it? You weren't paying close enough attention. Oh, yeah. please. Yeah, anyway, so... Yeah, I feel like I got all of my rage out when we talked to Jeff
6: just now. So yeah, uh, uh, but I do want to say, and I, I said this earlier, but it, it bears repeating. Um, you know, I'm just sitting here on the phone with Banal, but he's editing all this stuff. He's coming up with the montages. He's got his own show to do as well. I mean, Tim, you you put in. Far too many man hours, uh, to not be acknowledged at least twice during the show. So oh, well, once again,
4: thank you, Jeremy. I mean, this has been such an enjoyable experience, uh, which is why we're going to try and keep it going in, you know, six weeks or so. Obviously, I think we both need a break from doing two shows a week. And I, I definitely need a break from doing two shows a week and, uh, we need to transition away from loss, but it's been an, an immensely enjoyable ride. I've just really enjoyed working with you. So, to all the haters out there, they just don't get Jeremy. <laughs>
6: <laughs> no, they get me. That's why they hate.
4: Me. <laughs> oh, well, all right then. I guess I just don't get you. <laughs> but no, seriously, it's just been it's just been an awesome ride. I've had just a blast too in this program, and uh, the listeners have been fucking awesome. I mean, I was going to make a list here, but there's just almost too many to mention. All the great folks on the Rec Center and the US of E.com who've kind of embraced this show and made it their own and contributed to the whole process. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny that this whole thing started with a drunken phone call. And <laughs> <laughs> by who? By me, of course. Oh, wow, then, how weird. I know. What are the odds? And then it sort of took on a life of its own over the last three months as more people discovered it and started participating in the whole process. It's been really a lot of fun. So to everybody out there who's been listening, thank you for tuning into this program, and uh, stay tuned for more information on our next incarnation of The Lost Cast. It won't be called The Lost Cast, but we, we have no idea what it will be called yet. But we are almost certainly coming back for a limited 13-week run this summer.
6: I just I thank everyone also for listening to, well, I mean, I've been calling it losturbation, and it sure is, isn't it? Like, just two guys fumbling through trying to figure something out. Yeah. And um, for some reason, that was interesting to people, and so thanks for being interested.
4: Exactly, yeah. Yeah. It's really cool that people actually care what we think about Lost. I don't know if that says more about us or them.
6: <laughs> <laughs> don't start attacking the audience here at the end, too. No, 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 no. they taken enough of our abuse. <laughs>
4: They love our abuse. That's the sad and scary part, but, and we love them right back. And they abuse us. you know who else I want to thank? Who? The tail flute guy. The tail flute guy, obviously, yes. He inspired this whole side tangent that we were going to go down, or we're going to go down. So, if not for him, we should see if we can get him on the new
6: show. Tim, do you think that when we go to our purgatory and have to wake each other up, you're going to yell at me and look at the beautiful tail flute? And that's going to be the moment where I'm like, oh, my God. And it all flashes back.
4: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, I'll have that knowing smile on my face, like, yeah. Desmond, And I'll be like, you don't remember yet, brother. Look at the tail <laughs> fluke. And you'll be like, all that shit will happen. And then you'll be like,
2: I'm dead. i the, the beautiful tail fluke.
1: We're
4: dead. <laughs> oh, God. Well, the Lost cast is dead. And it's uh, going into the light now. That's right. We're moving on. To some other place. Where? What comes next? Let's go find out. Exactly. Should we promo what's next on Paratopia?
6: Yeah, this is it. The final, the 70th episode. It's um, going to be a listener panel discussion. A pretty neat one, actually. And um, Jeff and I give our final thoughts. And then in a couple of weeks, we'll move on into the user-generated content uh, version of our show.
4: Very exciting. And um, coming up next week on BOA Audio, Jason Offit joins us to talk about his new book, What Lurks Beyond, and share a whole bunch of cool ghost stories and spooky tales and talk about black-eyed kids and shadow people and hauntings and all kinds of fun stuff. Perfect uh, episode for, you know, summer camping trips. That's sort of how we're tailoring it. So folks definitely want to come back for that. I know we've probably got a super small listening audience here for the This edition of BOA Audio Season 5, but I really wanted to do justice to this really cool program we've created over the last three months and have it become, as I said, absorbed by BOA Audio uh, as it goes into the light. Thanks to all the guests. Thank you to Jeremy for, uh, you know, agreeing to carry on on this adventure. Uh, You know, he could have said, what are you, crazy, you drunken asshole, why are you calling me? But instead he was like, yeah, okay. I really appreciate that he's, you know, gone along on this ride from the very beginning, you know. And I can't, I can't put Jeremy over enough. He's been just totally professional the whole time, and just been a real joy to work with. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing where our adventures go from here.
6: Well, yeah. Thanks for asking me.
4: And on that note, we say goodbye, folks. Until uh, some new version of the Lost cast emerges from the light. This is Tim Benal saying so long, everybody. Toodaloo of America.